Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Sunday, it's, it's the new year. Yeah, We're easing year. into the new year, Captain. <laughs> we saw what 2022 brought, like 2023. Kind of, I, you know. I, I'm really wishing for a sort of a relaxing 2023. Sort okay. of a non-eventful, uh, not non-eventful, but like... I wish all the events for all of you and all of our listeners to be, uh, you know, enjoyable, relaxing, peaceful, you know, uh, growth oriented, you know, not like, you know, fungus or anything, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, personal growth oriented. Like, I I hope we all become better people uh, in this year. I hope so. And we did the past, well. I don't even know how long. May you live in interesting times. Like, all I know is that 2019 was just moving along swimmingly, right? Uh, and the government I, had to come along. Like, like I moved here. China. I rented an China. apartment. Started doing this, right? The, the yeah. pre-talk live show. Bought a house on my birthday. That's you a know. great birthday present. I also, I also moved here on my birthday. So, like, it was two yeah. years in a row I did something epic on my birthday. That's awesome. Nice. And, uh, and then COVID. And then I'm like, like, I feel like it was... COVID or the response to COVID? The response okay, to COVID. To yes, not COVID itself. But the government's overreach, the taking of the opportunity to... <laughs> implement way more tyranny yeah. than they had before. Uh, like I feel like what's the the Bernstein Bears? What do you call that? When the oh the Mandela effect. The Mandela effect. Yeah, yes. I feel like like I got here in 2019, and somewhere along the line, like I walked into a different yeah multiverse, and it was the oh government COVID lockdown and masks and you do what we say or else and blah blah blah. And I'm yep. like. I was having fun in this other universe. But honestly, I was I feel doing like just fine. My life didn't really change that much because of COVID. Like, I feel like we all just really ignored most of the things that they were well, doing. We certainly had Aside it. from me literally getting fired from my job for not getting vaccinated, there was that. But yes. you're better off that, for it. Yeah, even that wasn't that bad. You know, I was just like, okay, whatever. Let's keep having fun. Just do something different. I, as a music lover, uh, like yeah, the sucked. entire music industry shut down. That really sucked. Right? The only thing you could do as musicians was, well, I guess we better go write some new material, which, okay, that's a boon for, yeah. you know, the consumer. More materials forthcoming, right? All these bands had no choice but to sort of go into hibernation. Do the work. <laughs> do the work, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we've been talking about writing a new EP or album. We, I guess we better get to it. But like, as far as the social life is concerned within music, like, I couldn't go see a live concert. Yeah. At all for like a couple of years, and there were even uh, people putting together, you know, different sorts of protests, like musicians and venues, like live yeah. music venues, getting together and and doing like, hey, we're dead over here. We're not getting any money because we don't qualify as for any of your stupid yeah. government relief or whatever. You know, we're over here suffering. You know, because you say that we can't put on a live show? Yeah. Well, and even like some artists like uh, Van Morrison right. wrote some cool he anti-lockdown was, uh, pieces. Near as I could tell. I mean, outside of myself, right? The only one. Yeah. R- I thought like, Eric Clapton wrote something, but then I heard that he was like it triple was a, vaccinated. It was, so then I was a little confused. Well, he did write something, but it was a collaboration with Van Morrison. Okay. So. So, yeah. 
I'm, and still not nearly as good as the COVID it, but, carols. But, it, but if exactly you think about true. Well, thanks, man. <laughs> uh, uh, if you think about what rock and roll, heavy metal, punk rock, you know, these they're they're what supposed to, to be, be yeah. supposed to be rebellious. They're supposed to be anti. They're supposed to be, you know, hurling the yeah. bird at the man at every course Rage of turn. against the machine. But no, none of the in fact yeah. they all were just like, Well, I guess we better wait it out and All right, you know, guys, I guess, bend over. I guess we better, you know, live in our personal space bubbles. No, <laughs> you know, while lame. we gather at half capacity or whatever it was sure that they of... finally allowed. A comedy also shut down. Anything that toured was yeah. shut down, right? Yeah. Circuses, carnivals, right? Anything that toured was shut down. Come see the world's oldest COVID survivor. <sighs> right? Yeah. Barnum and Bailey's. Yeah, next to the bearded lady. Right. Which, Nikki, you could be the bearded lady if you so choose. Yeah. There is the I do spare. Have the resources. We have the spare uh, guest beard. I Please can't don't. put Thanks it on because I, I can't stop laughing. <laughs> it just rides right up into her mouth. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's too funny. And it's uh-huh. kind of a, a germ hazard. Uh, it, it, conversely. Oh, so now you're scared of germs. <laughs> COVID is like, party it up. <laughs> Faux uh, beard. Oh, forget about it. Conversely, you could probably... Uh, like pull your hair back in a ponytail. I've done this before. And yes. put put the beard on backwards so that it looks like a mullet. Oh, I might have to try hanging that off on the, the back of your head. Yeah, like I could get to, away. I could make yeah. a skullet out of it if I put it on the back of my head. That'd be yeah. sweet. While riding your motorcycle. Yeah. No, better yet, a moped. Okay. Which means you'd have to get yeah. one. I don't want one. No. <laughs> They're fun. We could probably rent no. one for you. Just for fix. the footage. Just yeah. yeah. I know a few people. <laughs> I've got to fix mine. You have one. Yeah. Nice gas. Yeah. Nice. Souped up. Honda? Uh, Sim. S-Y-M. Not familiar. It's Korean. Oh, Korean. Hey, uh, you lived in Hawaii. I did. That's why I have a moped. (laughs) Uh, And that's what brings that to mind. I I read something today that that they have, is it sashimi? Like, just in the grocery store. Like, here in Keene, we walk into the grocery store, and there's, like, little things of, like, potato salad, (laughs) little single serve. But they have, like, fresh. It's lovely. Oh, I love that. I've never heard of it. I just read about it. Somebody else, you know, from Hawaii was like, I miss Hawaii because I could just walk into the grocery store, and in the, like, deli aisle, I could just grab some freshly cut. This is is why I poo-poo on the poke bowl you get at dinner some nights, man. Yeah, yeah. Because like you can go in the grocery store and it's it's a layout and it's better, significantly better. I'm well, sure. they got the ocean right there. I, yeah, that's yeah. exactly why. You it's know? literally you know three minutes from the ocean to the yeah. to the deli counter. But fill up on you know what just about whatever kind of fish you want: squid, crab, salmon, tuna. I, I like all of those. Yep, uh, different flavors. There was a place that I've been going to recently. Uh, I just saw on their menu they have uh, flame broiled swordfish. Okay, and I'm like, I have to try that. I didn't try it at the time. I just saw it already ordered, and by the time I saw it on, I was like, oh, I should have probably got that. But no, the next time I go, um, I only say that because I did work as a commercial fisherman for three trips. We'll call it each trip was approximately a month. Uh, each trip was a different sort of fish that we fished for. Okay. Uh, one of them was swordfish. Nice. And uh, occasionally, because uh, the method we use is called long lining, and if it, uh, that probably means nothing to our listeners, but explain it. But what it means is that, is that uh, a, a fish will get caught on a leader and just sort of hang out in the water attached to the leader. And what that kind of does is sometimes makes them bait for 
other fish, particularly like sharks, right? So when you're pulling in the fish that you've caught, if you get one that's sort of got like a bite taken out of it by a shark or something, you can't sell that. Yep. So instead of instead of just throwing it away, you cut off the bite part and then you butcher the rest and you feed it to the crew. Yep. So I well, have had fresh caught swordfish. Nice. Like blackened with some uh, Tony, uh, I'm trying to remember, it's the green bottle, uh, Cajun seasoning, seasoning in a in a cast iron pan, like fresh caught swordfish, blackened, and so delicious. Oh, my God. And so I'm hoping to like relive that a little bit. And and again, you might be disappointed then because that your standard is so high now. Yeah. But it's right. also been a couple of decades since All I right. since Fair I tasted enough. it, so it might just be good enough okay. that I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. I hope I don't know. If we, not, I'll revert to the salmon. salmon. We try to cobble together some of the local recipes from Hawaii and cook those up here, and moderate results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. All right, so we're doing something new today. Uh, we're pioneers, if you will, on Free Talk Live. And that it's is the first of the month. Yeah, no, we're not welfare radio oh, hosts. Okay, okay dude. <laughs> we're not doing the show because it's the first of the month. I mean, it is the first of the month, and we're doing the show. But we're actually giving the listeners, I don't remember the percentage, 20-some percent more show okay. than previous shows. Cool. Give it in total time, because that's what I remember. What is it? 24 extra minutes. 24 extra minutes of show. Of show. And so, like, normally during this particular minute, we would be at a commercial break, which we're not right now. So Captain Laura, like, I got to fill time because I'm not used to talking for this long in a row. (laughs) Fortunately, I have you, and you're doing a magnificent job of filling that time for me. Spot on. Bang up, job. (laughs) Bang up. Cheers. Chip, chip. Cheerio. Cheerio. Uh, so I wanted to talk about, uh, Nikki, you brought in this article and I have titled tonight's show, (laughs) The Dynamic Doulas. Oh, I love that. Now, uh, for those of you who are old and you remember the original Adam West, Burt Ward version of the television show, Batman, right? They always referred to them as the dynamic duo. Oh yeah. And so when I saw the headline and skimmed the article about these, these two doulas, I thought the Dynamic Doulas would be an appropriate name, appropriate See, title. And I would have went with a Saturday Night Live cartoon. The ambiguously... What? Doulas? Ambiguously gay duo. Doulas? Okay. I mean, yeah. you can change it if you want But to. we don't know if they were gay or not. They or were ambiguously, ambiguously gay. gay. We know they were ambiguously gay. That was in the title. Not the Doulas, though. Not the Doulas. But the duo. The duo. So I don't know how the Saturday Night Live title would apply to the Dynamic Doulas. The same way that Batman and Robin applies to the duos. It's just another duo. Well, okay, but we have facts to support Batman the, and Robin. the dynamic doulas and that there were two of them. Okay. And they both were acting as coaches. Okay. Uh, talking a, a man. Yeah, the husband, uh, yeah. In, you know, through the process of natural childbirth. Okay. Uh, as an emergency situation. Which whereas, I've actually had to do before. Whereas we don't have any facts that suggest that these two doulas who interacted by telephone only were either gay or ambiguously gay. Okay. We don't have any that they weren't, but I'm just saying that the evidence is less. I still don't know how that makes them more like Batman and Robin. Because they were dynamic. Okay. Instead of ambiguously gay. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. My wayward son, there'll sure. be peace when you are gone. No, yep, carry on. Lay your weary head to rest. 
Nick, am I reading this? Is that what's going on? Yeah, if you want to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Might as well. What else we got to do for the next? This is from today.com. Two doulas help deliver a Christmas Eve blizzard baby by coaching dad over the phone. First of all, I just want to say. Sir, just get out of the way. They should have gotten on snowmobiles and gotten over there. Is that what you would have done? Absolutely. Do we, well, I don't have a snowmobile right now, but I would have figured it I, out. I assume we'll find out. They do show. There's a picture here. They do show a snow-covered street with some, I don't know, some FBI-looking vehicles, a couple dudes in snowsuits, and then two dudes on snowmobiles. There you go. So, where was this? Oh, Buffalo, New York. Oh, yeah. Buffalo quote, got hammered. Quote, we're all yeah. okay, thanks to them, says the relieved Buffalo father. He's a father of a buffalo? <laughs> Who followed their instructions. Did he give birth to a buffalo? No, she gave birth to a buffalo. Nervous buffalo in mom York? and dad. <laughs> so, uh, the, the article starts, talk about working remotely. Uh, oh, we've talked about that here on okay. Talk Live plenty. And, and, you know, before we go on, we should probably like take care of all the business stuff, right? Like uh, Captain's Log, Stardate, 01012023. This is Free Talk Live, the name of the show. You can call in, talk about whatever you want. What's the telephone number? 603-283-6160. What's the website? Freetalklive.com. In the studio, it's myself, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will, and joining me. It's Nikki. And Rich Rich. I had an idea for like an additional title, like in front of everything, in front of Lord and all that kind of thing. You need one to fill all the extra time we have to fill now. Sir? (laughs) Do you have a sir yet? No, it was like... um, Sire? it'll come to me probably come to me during the break of course which won't be for a while uh at any rate two doulas helped a nervous buffalo mom and dad it just sounds like like they're talking to two buffalo should we define doula for people who don't know what that is yes you should i find that a lot of people don't know what that is yes what is a doula Uh, nikki so a doula is essentially an emotional and physical support person for a woman who is pregnant and about to give birth so they do like educational stuff prenatally with them, and then they come to the mom at the time of birth, whether that be at home, birth center, hospital, wherever, and they act as a birth advocate and coach to help the mom through her labor. Well. And where's the dad during all of this? Hopefully also being supportive. Okay. Uh, sometimes he's sleeping on the couch. Okay. I was like watching the game, having a beer. Yeah. <laughs> It, it depends who the dad is. Do <laughs> Don't worry, honey. She'll be there during the birth. I'll take this one off. Uh, so two doulas helped a nervous buffalo mom and dad who were trapped inside their home by an epic Christmas Eve blizzard deliver their baby girl by talking them through the process via the phone. And one day, doula Iva Michelle Blackburn said she hopes to meet now three-day-old Devin Brielle Thomas in person. As soon as the snow melts. In Buffalo. Right, right. yeah. Uh, or as soon as the uh, the herd of buffalo starts roaming again, right, depending on which version of a buffalo mom and dad you, you prefer yeah. to imagine. It is kind of fun to read this article thinking of uh, that they're buffaloes. <laughs> Just, well, you know, gives it that extra spice. I, I really want the plural of buffalo to be like buffali, <laughs> you know, buffalese or something like, you well, know, not All you get buffalo. is Buffalo. Have you ever looked up like the longest one word sentence in the English yeah, language? Yeah, it's like uh, buffalo, 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 buffalo. Something think. like that. I think it's eight. 
It, it like might that. be nine or ten buffaloes it in a row. Apparently makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It, it is considered an actual literary sentence because of the many definitions of the word buffalo. Right. You have to infer the appropriate meaning for each one of them in, in the list of buffalo as you say buffalo. So, yeah. There you have it. Longest right. uh, sentence with the same word repeated. The more you know. And as a sports guy, the Buffalo Bills. Why is the mascot a bill, but it looks like a buffalo? I just think of the Beatles song. Hey, Buffalo Bill, who did you kill? Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill killed a buffalo, right? Did it? I mean, I assume that's why he got his name. How else do you get a name like Buffalo Bill unless you killed a buffalo? Well, then why is it not he, not the mascot on the helmet? Well, Hmm? they're called the Buffalo Bills. I got it. So that's why the buffalo... I got I got that part. Yeah. Why'd they come up with the Bills part after the Buffalo? Could have been the they, Buffalo Buffaloes. Maybe they wrote a bunch of laws or something? I don't know. <laughs> buffalo Bills. Always seems silly. Because yeah. I don't know what a Bill is. <laughs> I'm just a Bill. I just see the Buffalo on the helmet. Maybe the it Buffalo's was... name is Bill. Is no, that what it is? No. That must be what it is. No. Okay. They experimented with interspecies erotica, and they had a duck <laughs> mate with a buffalo, and they got the Buffalo Bills. That's then, it. Must be. Then that should be the mascot on the helmet. Buffalo with a, it with is. A, with a duck you bill. just can't see the bottom half. <laughs> All righty then. At any rate, <laughs> the article continues. We were using Facebook Messenger to communicate with her parents and coach them through the delivery. So I watched her being delivered on my cell phone, Blackburn told NBC News. I was in my living room with my mother and my kids while all this was happening. And when that baby started crying, we all started cheering. You would have thought the Bills made a touchdown. Because they're not going to win the game. It's like you guys have read this article or something. I'm pretty sure you didn't. Well, you did probably. I did not. I did not either. Okay. It is Buffalo. I like being surprised. Yeah. Uh, Devin's dad, Devon Thomas, said he would be delighted to formally introduce his new daughter to the two ladies who talked him through the delivery. We're all okay. Thanks to them, he told NBC News. As a matter of fact, we're all leaving the hospital in a couple of minutes. We're going home. We're going home. Screw you guys. We're going home. Uh, oh, so they did go to the hospital. How'd they get to the hospital? That they're like snowed I thought, in. I thought the whole point was they had the baby at home. And the doula talked him through it. They, they did, but by the time they were interviewed, apparently they went to the hospital. I, oh, I think they could have just stayed home. What a waste. No, yeah, I'm it's sad. like you just did this epic thing and then you ruined it. By going to fill going, out government paperwork. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, we had the baby, everything's fine, but now let's go to the hospital. And document it for and the do- state. And document it. <laughs> Probably got him a social security number while right. he was there. Right? You know? Birth certificate. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, come on. Father put his name on it so he can be sued and held liable oh, later. Yeah. Not taking my advice from last week, homie. Nope. Blackburn said that they were wrapping presents and watching the Buffalo Bills take on the Chicago Bears when she received a call around 2 p.m. Saturday from her friend and fellow doula, Ramonda Reynolds. For Blackburn, it was the start of a chain of events that ended with Little Devin weighing 6 pounds, 9 ounces, measuring 20 inches long, making her debut at 3.31 p.m. on Saturday. What a good dad. Didn't even wait till halftime. Just jumped right in there to help out. I thought she was calling to check in, you know, a girlfriend check in, because we were all trapped in our houses, Blackburn said of Reynolds. It turned out to be something totally unexpected. Devin's due date was Sunday, Christmas Day, and she was supposed to be delivered at mm, Oishe Children's Hospital in Buffalo. But Mother Nature had other plans. Erica and Devon Thomas were trapped in their house 
by Snell when Erica suddenly went into labor, Blackburn said. Devon Thomas, who is a sanitation worker, that's a nice way of saying a janitor. Or a garbage man. Yeah, janitor if you want to be a dick about it. Right? Okay. A sanitation worker. Called 911 repeatedly, but was told by the dispatchers they could not send anybody. And by 11.30 a.m., Erica's contractions were three minutes apart. Dun, dun, dun. At that point, I was like, this is going to be me. I'm going to have to put my big boy pants on and figure this out, Devon Thomas told the Buffalo News, which broke the story. With the help of a friend, Devon Thomas got in touch with a Facebook group of fellow Buffalo residents weathering the storm who directed him to Reynolds. Reynolds, in turn, contacted Blackburn for backup. Blackburn, who is also a licensed practicing nurse, said she has helped deliver anywhere from 50 to 100 babies during her career. But those were hospital deliveries, she said. I had never done it over the phone. Can we say something nice about social media now? Like he was in an emergency situation. Yeah, 911 help. said no. And he went, screw it. I'm checking out Facebook and yeah. got the help he needed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like police, right? When, when seconds count, police are minutes away. Yeah. Right? Or not at all. Yeah. When, when seconds count, you know, the, the statist systems, 911, right. are minutes away. Right. Yeah. So we're not all that, you know, nice towards social media as it stands now anyway. But look at this case. This time it worked out. I mean, okay, sure. Yeah. I I, I like to rip on Facebook and Twitter from time to time. That's what I'm saying. But, like, I still believe social media is a game changer for humanity. Okay. So just to be clear on, like, how I stand on social media. All right. I just don't like, you know, like the Twitter files. Like, oh, the FBI telling Twitter what to do? The FBI can go F themselves. Yeah. You know? And Twitter for complying. Yeah. Uh, I had a question too. Oh, uh, this doula Nikki said that she did fifty to one hundred babies. Uh, how many have you assisted with? Um, probably like around forty. Okay, all right. So you're in the pocket. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and only only how, how big three. Is the pocket? <laughs> only three. Depends over on the, the dilation. Phone. Okay. No, that's true. Only only three so full. So over the phone. Oh. So okay. we've had a few clients who lived a little far away from us. We sometimes take people in Connecticut. And there was one woman who was like taking a shower, getting ready to go to the mall with her cousin and calls the, the midwife I work with and was like, you know, I'm, I'm using the bathroom. But every time I push, the baby's head's coming out. Oh, didn't even know. No contractions, nothing. Just wow. had her baby. So we coached her through it on the phone and we got there as soon as we could. 603-283-6160. We're talking about the dynamic doulas. And we'll talk more about them here on Free Talk Live. More coming up. I, I was going to try to get it off air, but I was saying you got to figure out the timing on this because there's not enough breaks anymore for everyone to. We have less breaks now. It's true. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's the breakdown. It's the, the break dance. The breakdown. Can you pop and lock? I'm not going to pop or lock. How about <laughs> top rock? Can you top rock? I don't even know what that is. Can you do like the backspin? Can you do the windmill? Oh, you heck know, yeah. Did you ever wear flight pants? Me and my friends don't dance. We just pull up our pants and do the rock away. Lean back. And lean lean back. back. You can dance lean if you want back. to. You can leave your friends behind. But if friends no. don't dance, 
And if they don't dance, well, they ain't no friends of mine. No friends of mine. I told you, we all just do the lean back, the rock away. I can't sing my parody lyrics to that because it's illegal. Wah, wah, wah. For those words to be repeated on radio. But, you know, if you're curious, you can go visit, uh, <laughs> what's my website? CaptainKickass.com. Yes, thank you. That's I what wanna, I was going to say. I have several. I have ReverendCaptainKickass.com. I have LCaptainKickass.com. Do they all redirect they all, they to all the go same, to the same location? Place. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to know if the chat room is like taking bets on which host is going to need to get dumped first this year. <laughs> Not me, because I'm hey, a good girl, hey. and I've never been dumped. I have not had to dump myself all year. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> what a great year it's been. So far, 2023 is all right by me. It's been a good week. Uh, this is Free Talk Live, in case you're wondering what, what kind of thing you're listening to. We are a, a show. Uh, we're here, well, really, seven nights a week from 7 to 10 Eastern time. Sunday nights are a little bit special because, well, we're on it <laughs> on Sundays. And we're the specialists. I, I blame the listeners. If you don't want to hear us banter, call in. 603-283-6160. Uh, who are you? I am Richie Rich. And who's she? I'm Nikki. And who am I? The captain. And what do we do? Free Talk Live. All right, very well. Seven nights a week. <laughs> 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. We covered that. Yeah, okay, thanks. Yeah, I mean, right. it doesn't hurt to reinforce it. We got new listeners every few minutes or so. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And less breaks. Yeah. Starting 2023 this it's year, the, the first show. We are the first, we are pioneering radio industry as we know it, or at least Free Talk Live. Yeah. By having, uh, you know, fewer breaks, more content for you, and uh, less advertisements. You know, I always want, I never asked this as a not, you know, as a radio professional, right? The radio host to go, like, we're skipping the break. We're not doing the break. We're just powering right through. How does that go over with the local stations? That's I, a good question. I think they got to like refund somebody their money. Somehow. Is that what it is? I, yeah. I, I don't know the mechanics of it behind okay. the scenes, but I'm pretty sure something like that has to occur. Okay. Because if you paid for an ad to run during a specific run. time or a specific yeah. hour or anything like that, uh, then, you know, you should, or. Or what they'll do is they'll agree to run your ad at another time for okay. no charge, something along those lines. But does that need to be negotiated up front? Like, I would just have, sometimes we're just going to run right through the breaks. So, you're just going to have to deal with the radio station. Well, that, that's a thing with live broadcast versus pre-recorded broadcast, right? This is a live broadcast. This is a live broadcast. Okay. Uh, I'm talking television and radio. Okay, like these things have to be written into the contract because when you do it live, yeah, you. Like there's an element of the unknown that has to be sort of written into everything that you do. So if you're an advertiser and you're going to advertise on a live program, right? There is a chance, and I'm sure this is written into the contract. There is a chance that something's going to go awry, and for some reason they weren't able to play your ad during like the second hour of a three hour. But program it wouldn't be a contract with Free Talk Live. It would have been like with the local station somewhere down in Wisconsin. It, Yes, absolutely. Like all of these things are plausible. Like it could be somebody has paid to advertise specifically on Free Talk Live, and so there's there's one contract. Uh, other people will advertise only on their local station. So right. whatever local station our listeners are hearing us on right now could be receiving a local ad for a local grocery store or something like that. Right. Uh, and we would have nothing to do with that. But there's a, a chance that they wouldn't get played if something went wrong with the live program. Or and, right, because we just went, we're blowing through it. Right. And yeah, so, okay. but there are things, you know, written into these right. advertising contracts to cover that kind of stuff. I hope. 
like, I don't know. That's why I asked. If, if I'm doing the, the contracts, I'm like, yeah. Put I've always been like curious CYA. as to how they get away with that. Yeah. Um, and then if I'm an advertiser and I'm listening to the program expecting to hear my ad and I don't yeah. hear it, right? I'm going to call whoever, the station, the program director, whatever it is, whoever I need to call, whoever the contract is with, and be like, hey, you know, I was listening to the show and I didn't hear my ad. And they'd probably say something like, oh, yeah, something went, went, went wrong and, you know, we're going to play your ad a couple more times for you, no charge, you know, okay. during this program or this hour or this repeat or whatever, right? So they'll make it up to him somehow, I assume. Yeah. What were we talking about? The dynamic doulas. That's right. So I was going to answer that if you paused longer. You know what else is unexpected? Being a doula. We were just talking about how radio is, you know, unexpected things happen. Yeah. You can never predict it. That is a lot like birth. Yeah. You cannot predict when a baby's going to be born, how long it's going to take, and what is going to happen. Yeah, that's true. I remember uh, you had to miss a show because yeah. uh, you were doing such activities. Yeah. You were like, hey... This thing's going on. Got no idea how long it's going to be. I think you were even there like the night before or something. And then it I, yeah, turned out to be, be like a whole big production. And yeah, yeah you I were gone for like for two days. days yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Especially as a doula, like midwives will kind of come a little bit later. Like they come when things really get spicy. I come whenever they need support of any kind. You know, it's like you want me to rub your back when you're, you know, in early labor. Then I guess I'm there. Rubbing your back in early labor for wait, three wait. days. So how do I get a doula without getting pregnant? Right. I was going to ask, like, <laughs> if I'm a single dude and I don't really want, like, a traditional wife, can I get a midwife? No. No? Huh. Do you want? That's, you don't want a midwife. Else. They come later. They come well, like, spicy. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, they only come when it's spicy. Somewhere yeah. between exactly. a wife and, but not a wife, right? Like, I don't want, like, a legal kind like of Like a okay. midwife. But I want, yeah, somewhere in between. A quarter wife. <laughs> yeah. Like... Maybe, maybe just part-time, you know? Yeah, yeah. like she leaves okay. every once in a while. <laughs> every other week or something, yeah. right? You know, I, I don't know. Maybe a joint custody wife? <laughs> only if she supplies the joints. You, you get her on the weekends? This is very libertarian. <laughs> whatever, we, we, whatever contract we settle on would be appropriate. Yeah, sure. You know? <laughs> what are we talking about? Doulas. <laughs> the dynamic doulas. Yeah, there you go. The phrase I coined myself. Oh, that's right. Trademarked, I, copyrighted. Yeah, I you know, registered. Screw IP law. All right. Uh, I'm so still then. This the article is from the today today dot com. Uh, it's telling the tale of a yeah, lady goes into labor. They're all snowed in. The snow apocalypse. And, okay. In in uh, Buffalo, New York, and so uh, the dude got on some social media. Was like, help. <laughs> And uh, when the uh, cops won't come, call Facebook. Nope. Some some do do lie do do la do doulas do do lapities. Okay, do I told you I was going to say it at some point. <laughs> you did warn me. Uh, at any rate, uh, doulas were called. Apparently, a conference call ensued, and the doulas, you know, began talking this guy through the process. Talking uh, him through the process. Yes. Uh, at that point, she was fine. Yeah, he was. You're not talking to mom at this point. No. Okay, she ain't talking to nobody. All right. With the help of a friend, uh, Devon Thomas got in touch with a Facebook group, fellow Buffalo residents weathering the storm, who directed him to Reynolds, who in turn contacted Blackburn. A conference call ensued uh, when Reynolds and Devon flickered on screen. Blackburn said the soon-to-be dad looked nervous but calm. I said to him, can you show me what the mom looks like, Blackburn said. 
when I saw her, I was like, this is going to be happening soon. Then he made a face. Uh, apparently she made a face okay. as well, or or some or some other physical indicator. Reynolds had already instructed Devon Thomas to collect towels, find a bowl, and boil some water. Is yeah. it really necessary to boil water? Yeah, well, to sterilize whatever you're going to cook. I always cut thought that that was with. just like to keep a guy busy. No, and no. I always thought they were like, um, yes, you can help. Go boil some water. It's like, no. yes, you can help. Go fishing. Right? Like, so, <laughs> yeah. like I always thought no. it was just an excuse. So, so we do really boil water at every home birth. But I will say sometimes if the husband is just a nuisance and he's really pissing his or the partner off, whatever, the mother, um, we'll just send the him on an errand run like, oh, we... We forgot Chuck's pads, or we yeah, forgot. We need bleach or something. But you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, here. something it's like snowed that. in, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. he sounds great. I, he sounded like he was doing a great job. Can you imagine if the, she was all upset and he was just passing on the message from the doulas? Like they, that's what they're telling me, honey. Don't, don't <laughs> and, hurt me. And like, you, you, take water. it up with your doula. You guys have played that mailman game when you were a kid, where like somebody tells somebody something and they have to whisper it in the next person's oh, telephone. telephone, game, telephone yeah. not mailman, mailman, telephone. And, and, like, and by the time it gets back to you, it's completely distorted. Right. Yep. Like, that could have happened here. <laughs> right. Uh, she had also instructed him to help his wife take a hot shower to ease her pain and to help her move around to get the gravity going, Blackburn said. Uh, most importantly, Ray had calmed him down, Blackburn said. He was very nervous, but he was very open and he was listening carefully and following instructions. He was open. Yeah. Her legs were wide open. That's Metallica, right? Oh, no, it's sleep with one eye open. Sorry, my bad. Erica's contractions were coming fast and furious, Blackburn said, and Thomas was dispatched to find a flashlight so the doulas could see how she was progressing. I- I'm I'm imagining the little, like, miner's light strapped use, to the head. We use those two. <laughs> I need to get one of those. They're surprisingly convenient for a lot of things, and I just don't own one. Oh, yeah. su- I don't own one either, and I've been meaning, like, perhaps yeah. uh, we should... You know, find one, or All if right. you get one, I'll you know we'll go in or whatever. Because I well, every time it's nighttime and I need to look under the hood of my car or something, yeah. I'm like, damn it, I need one of those. But then yeah. I forget to buy yeah. one. I've always got my phone light, but then I'm you yeah. know one handed. No, it needs to be strapped to yeah, your yeah. forehead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I learned that from Matt. Uh, he anyway. always has it on. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas was also dispatched to find a flashlight so the doulas could see how they how she was progressing. She let us know with a loud moan. Blackburn said of Erica. Moments later, Erica squatted down, and when the baby came out, Devon Thomas was there to receive his daughter with towels in arms. Beautiful. At first, Mom and Dad looked like they were both in shock, and the baby looked like she was in shock, too, because she was alert but not crying, Blackburn said. But as soon as they picked her up, she started crying, and we all started cheering. Oh, that's so cute. What a heartfelt article. How amazing is this? So at first, when I saw this article, I thought they had already hired these doulas. Like I thought they were going to be their doulas at the hospital. No, they were just random internet people. Which, imagine being in an industry where... You just get thrown into like this is just so beautiful. I would if if somebody called me and was like, "Hey, we're trapped in our house. My wife's having a baby. I need some help. Please walk me through this." That would be such like a cool story. Like what a magical moment that you get to spend yeah. with with strangers, essentially. Yeah. Or even if you just happen to be cruising your social media of choice, yeah. And somebody was like, "Is anybody a doula? Can yeah. somebody like I mean, you know?" Literally, if somebody ran outside and I was on a walk and they were like. My wife's in labor. Help! I would run in and just go catch the baby. You know right. what I mean? Dun, dun, like, dun. Yeah, it's like well, you're your in cape. luck. I, I know how to do things. All right. Is this something that you would do charitably? Because as a professional, 
right? Someone's got to get an invoice. Yeah, I mean, if I'm just like running in, if, if if it was a situation like this, I would not charge them. Okay. Honestly, because most of my fee, obviously, so this is what it is. Most of my fee is because of prenatal care mm-hmm. and being on call. Right. Like a, Preparation a, and availability. Uh, yeah, right. a big chunk. If I'm on call for you for like from 36 weeks onwards, yeah. that's like eight weeks, like 36 to 42 that I'm on call. Sometimes yeah. a little bit sooner if the baby's premature. Like I'm on call a long time. So that's a big chunk of my fee is just you reserving me for those like 10 weeks. Um, if it was a surprise thing like this, I probably wouldn't, you know, especially if I didn't have anything else to do. No, I just run in. I'm with you. I don't have these skills, but if I did, uh, I think my preference would be to to help first. Yeah. Uh, Hope that I don't get sued. Right, because you're you're doing a courtesy instead of a well, the uh, being amb- hired for the, the job. ambulance also but, shows up in an emergency. But well, not when you're snowed in and you know five yeah. feet of snow, whatever the hell it was, the the blizzard. Right, so help first. I uh, hope I don't get sued, and then also give the person that you help the opportunity to say thank you. Now that could yes. be in a many many different ways. Maybe gift, they're poor whatever, and they can't, yeah. or maybe they hand you twenty bucks. Maybe they yeah. give you a gift card. Maybe they, you know, I don't know. Help you get more business because yeah. you delivered their baby. The, oh, call this girl; she was great. Yeah. Give them a business card. It all yeah. comes around. I also want to share another story. So, if as a nurse, as far as I know, I am legally required. If there's a car accident or some sort of medical emergency, mm-hmm. I am legally required, at least in the state of Massachusetts, from what I know of the law, if there isn't already paramedics or emergency services there, yeah. I'm required to go help. That's one of the reasons why I took CPR classes, but until recently did not get my certification. It's like, I do not want to be legally well, required to help anybody. So that's yeah. one of the reasons. The Before I moved here, I was working, we'll call it an office job, and the office offered... CPR classes yeah. to anybody yeah, I that wanted them. them. And I was like, I already took CPR once in my life, so I, I kind of have an idea. right? You know I, the Bee Gees. Not personally, but, you know, Barry's all right, I guess. <laughs> Barry Gibb. Oh, anyway. Barry, um, Barry Bee I don't know. It's Barry. Barry the Hatchet. Okay. Uh, at any rate, um, what was I talking about? CPR. 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 I didn't take the class because I looked up Washington state law, and it was that. Yeah. It was like, if just... you are certified in CPR, then you can be held legally liable for somebody so, dying if you're trying to give them CPR. So this is why this doesn't make sense. Because any anyone can take a CPR class and then forget every single thing that yeah. they know. Which is likely what is happened thing... to me. Like, I likely wouldn't administer it yeah, properly. Yeah, like, you're not, like, an ER nurse. Like, you're not, like, doing CPR all the time. You don't know right. necessarily how to resuscitate someone. But I also will say... Bad CPR is better than no CPR. So if someone is literally dead, then like nothing worse can happen to them. They're already dead. Right. So banging on their chest, if you're counting wrong, if you're doing things wrong, if you're not doing rescue breaths. you're not breaths, sealing yeah. the nose properly. Yeah, or whatever, like right, even yeah. if you're doing no rescue breaths at all, you're just doing compressions, that's better than nothing yeah. because they're already dead. Yeah. Unless they have a do not resuscitate if, order and then they want to stay dead. So I, don't like, touch them. I like living. And so if I were the dying party uh, in one of these scenarios, I would appreciate the attempt. Yeah. Right. You know, even if they did it wrong and I died anyway, like, hey, thanks for trying, man. Well, you know what you they know? teach you in the class? The first thing is like you point at somebody, call 911. We need help. This person needs to be resuscitated, and then you do all the things. A lot of pointing. Like one huh? of the oh yeah, absolutely point. You point, got to direct traffic. Point and get confirmation. Get someone. Yeah, all the all the steps.
So mm-hmm. similarly, Captain, when it was offered at work, mm-hmm. I took the class. Yeah. I just didn't sign off on any of the forms. <laughs> so you took it. You learned how to yeah. do it. I learned how to You're do just it. Not technically certified. Well, because if it's my friend who's going down, I want to be able to know how to revive him. Mm-hmm. But it's some dude I don't like. Right. right. Screw it. I'm under no legal mandate to resuscitate him. I just kick him when he's dead. I guess you probably like. I probably could have taken the classes and then like thrown the exam. Yeah. Just did everything wrong and failed. Or just don't take the exam part. Like I right, got all yeah. the I got all the information I need to save a yeah. friend who goes down. Yeah. We're good. I mean, right? you don't even have to take the class, so you can just look up a YouTube video. Yeah. Well now I'm sure it'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Now did, did you guys have to work with Rosessa <laughs> Annie? No. Uh, I don't recall. So Rosessa Annie is like the half human okay. uh, doll that like no. you're supposed to I breathe into and do the I compressions on and I don't I didn't name her, but I guess yeah. Oh no, she had the name. Like whenever, like oh, no, when I, I was in, else. I think first year of high school, I think his they name were teaching Danny? CPR. Oh, Rosessa okay. Danny, Rosessa Danny instead of Rosessa Annie. Okay, okay. But I yeah, she had this like she looked like half a gym teacher, right? Because she had no, <laughs> no, like she was torso up, right? No hips, sure. legs. She had a six thing. pack. No, but she had a, like a track, a zip up track suit. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah. top on yeah. with the like stripes on the arms, and, the, and I'm like, she was just missing like a whistle and a headband. Yeah. Wow. You know, she could have been an aerobics instructor or something, and a lower half. <laughs> She's also missing the lower half. Yes. And there's that. <laughs> well, don't whistle, you? headband, lower half, and mm-hmm. perfect. I mean, yeah. yeah, you don't, you couldn't uh, criticize her booty or anything because she didn't have one. I wouldn't criticize her booty anyway, but yes. Why not? I don't know. Oh, okay. not, not really my thing. You're doing CPR and you're like, eh, her butt's kind of flat. I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Actually, might help with the CPR. <laughs> she ain't cute. I'm not waking her up. Jesus. You guys are horrible. I am. Horrible people. Uh, last I heard, oh, the article continues, last I heard, everybody was healthy, she said. Thomas, in an interview with his hometown newspaper, had nothing but praise for Blackburn Reynolds and the aptly named truck driver, who wound up driving them to the hospital, Angel Lugo. Wow. They needed a truck driver because the ambulance wouldn't come still. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's been other stories about pizza delivery guys. Like, hey, can you, like, you know, just knock on the door and make sure mom's okay because the cops won't go do a welfare check. Right. And pizza and guy this goes, is what's disgusting because it's like they're stealing money from people to fund these services, but yet pizza delivery guys can still come to your house. You know, I just don't. People who need the money have to go to work. Yeah. So I just don't understand if the roads are that bad, then because I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, the ambulance can't come. It must be like 17 feet of snow it was. on the road. It was. Ba- back in the day. Uh, the pictures were close to the. So how'd the, pizza guy like, get there? Snowmobile. It, well, mm-hmm. back in the day and probably to some extent to this day, like newspapers have died. But like back in the day, newspaper delivery people, not not the kid on the bicycle. Right. But like the people who drove around in the car at three, four, five in the morning, putting the newspaper into your mailbox. Right. And they're Dotson. Yeah. In, you, right. Yeah. They're beat up, rusty Dotson you know, with like chains on the back tires because it was rear wheel drive. No four wheel, no all wheel. Right. These were the people who got things done. Yeah. You know, uh, they were out and about. They were driving in the snow before anybody else. They were they you know, would blaze their own trail through you know, drifted snow, that kind of a thing. Uh, way more so than anybody employed by the state. Well, or by corporations either, because like Buffalo was shut down. It like was. no one could yeah. go to work except the looters. Like they were out in force. Uh, you know, I mean, depending on your profession, you got to know when it's time to punch the clock. And lo- yeah. in, a, in the middle of a blizzard and a snowstorm, looters are clocking in. They were like, 
Yep. <laughs> They're like, word, nobody's here. Dude, where's Coast my punch square. card, man? It was right here. No, Nobody's here and the cops are not responding. Yeah. Fr- free game. Uh, Angel also marveled at the technology that aided in the delivery uh, of the baby. Uh, 20 years ago, we had no video chat, he told the Buffalo News. And even though Facebook can be messy sometimes, it's amazing what we can do when it's time to help somebody. Reynolds, Facebook didn't block the live feed while it was crowning. Right, right yeah, like, the, know, oh, right? this is inappropriate material. False news. Misinformation. <laughs> Babies can't be born outside of a hospital. Right, yeah, right. surprised. Reynolds could not be immediately reached for comment. She's flying to Florida to take a cruise, Blackburn said. She deserves it. Wait, that's the mom? Or one of the doulas? Wait, the doula deserves a vacation after all of that? Blackburn. Yeah, I'm just confused because mom should not be going anywhere. She should be in bed. Dad should be deserving a vacation. He went, no, oh, no, last I name need is Thomas. Help. Yeah, his, so. his football game got interrupted. His football game got interrupted. <laughs> he was responsible for logging into Facebook in the middle of a football game to find the appropriate doulas. Like, he was on point, man. Uh, Michelle, uh, Iva Michelle Blackburn was one of the doula. Reynolds sounds like the other doula. Right. Okay. That does sound like a doula name. Reynolds. Need a doula? Call Reynolds. She'll be right there to wrap you up. You know, that's a nice nice article to welcome the new year, yeah, right? Uh, new new year, year, new baby. New life. You know, n- something happened that wasn't necessarily technologically available or at least planned for, and technology has helped some people get through but otherwise traumatic situation. It's a marriage of the old tech and the new tech. Definitely. Right? Home birth with Facebook. Yeah. 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 Love it. Um, Having worked in the technology industry for so long, like, I I know of all this tech. And, uh, you know, with the overreaction to COVID, of course, one company stands out amongst everybody else. That's Zoom. Oh, yeah. Everybody's been on a Zoom conference now. They made a killing. Zoom sucks. Uh, But that technology, they're not the only player on the block. There's other... Uh, for, there's like Jitsi. Yep. There's, um, I think Slack has a version of video conferencing now. I'm trying to remember. There's, there's a whole bunch of other players that are doing this kind the, of thing. The OG Skype. The OG Skype. Yeah. Uh, so, like all of this technology has been available, but it's nice to see it used for awesome instead of for evil. Normally, we see states, you know, governments, if you will, you know, using these technologies to, you know, further promote their tyranny, to further advance their evil well, it's nice to see something like this aiding and bringing life into the world i kind of like the zoom era of you know being able to watch a court hearing for friends of the community yeah except and for participate and, except like, for when they don't on. allow it well that's what i'm saying at one point in time they, they had no choice but to allow it because it was the only thing available like if if it is supposed to be publicly available why not broadcast them all i hear you but you, as member of the public, federal, you could local, go down to county, the I don't care. All trials of any kind should be available via a video link. Start a TV channel. Call it Court TV. 603 283 6160. Coming up, we'll talk about a Seattle tech worker inspired by Office Space. Got some money. Talk live. Everybody point at Richie Rich.
nice. I think it was even better the second time. Maybe. Even though our listeners only heard it the one time. Sons of guns. Yeah. Yeah. Six you zero. It, so I screamed it. Like, that's well, the key. I, no, the key is the lift. Okay. Right? That's that's the There's key. There's a lot of things going on, a yeah. lot of cues. You know, doing professional radio is difficult. That's why Duopities. Do, that's why we don't do it here at Free Talk Live. <laughs> <laughs> too many things it's all these like pointing and buttons and calls and callers and i know man i just sit here there's you know i don't know you know my new year's resolution is to do the puke voice more often on air what is that that's the voice that kind of sounds like this it's the uh you know cheesy radio announcer guy that uh, it's called puking when you talk like this and it's all nasally is it yeah okay. i'm not doing it i'm not doing it. totally not doing it do it. That's what I love about Free Talk Live. Do we it. don't do the puke voice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom Likas does the puke voice. Yes, it's the Tom Likas show. 1 800 That's his old toll free number. So okay. All right. Surprise, I remember. Just Surprise not his just voice? gave out somebody else's number on it. <laughs> They're going to call. They're going to call. Get like, oh. yeah. <laughs> Our number, however, is. 603-283-6160. Tell me who that guy is. That's Richie Rich. Tell me who this girl is. That's Nikki. Tell me who I am. You're the captain. What do we do here? Free Talk Live. Yeah. What is it? It's a talk radio show where we talk about things from the perspective of peace and freedom. Very well. So, last segment we talked about the dynamic doulas. And that is a, a pair of Apparently, uh, you can phone it in now <laughs> if you're given home childbirth. <laughs> if you're a doula and need work, just hang out on Facebook until someone messages you. That's usually what I do. I've actually gotten a lot of business on Facebook. It's, That's why I refuse to delete it. I get so many clients from Facebook. Yeah, it's... Um, uh, while I'm no fan of Mr. M. Efferberg's um, method of running his platform, mm-hmm. his uh, interactions with uh, the federales and other government agencies, it still has its use. I don't love Facebook, but I do love money. Speaking of money, you guys seen Office Space? Yes, Absolutely. I have. Were they like... Pennies? Yeah, they skimmed, you know... And m- Superman 3. Portions of pennies, you know, out of these uh, bank accounts and put them into a separate yeah, and account. and it turns and, out to be like millions of dollars. And of course, the libertarian meme is like, uh, so... So how is that not stealing? <laughs> well, it, it becomes ours, but it wasn't yours to begin with. No. <laughs> it's a rounding error. It's a rounding error. It would just fall off otherwise. You just round it into your account. Hmm? Well, apparently a Seattle tech worker was inspired by Office Space, and he netted $300,000 in alleged software scheme. See, here's the thing that's dumb about that, right? He's inspired by Office Space. In Office Space... They kind of get caught, sorta, right? Like it, the it, the error's found, I, I, but the I burn, I burn the building down, right? But the building burns down before anything can be done about it, right? And the the, the returned check too, because remember they were giving the right. money back and slid right. it under the door or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah, and and Office Space was riffing on like Superman three, right? Where he also got caught, yeah. Right? So like the scheme is funny, but every time it happens in, the, in film, they get caught. And so I don't understand why, you know, someone who's inspired by the movie goes like, oh, no. Well, this is real life. So in okay. real life, he's definitely not going to get caught. Okay. It's not except real. Except he did. Yeah. So, yeah. Except that it proves the, you know, the meme. 
We'll talk more about this particular gentleman and how he um, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly received a uh, you know three hundred grand. And it'll be allegedly scheme. even if he's found guilty by a jury of his peers. Yeah. Uh, but first, let's go to Jerome in South Carolina. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I just got a couple of stories here. I got to ask you about. You know, I mean, all right, but can you turn down uh, whatever's in the background? He's not even yeah, listening to our listening show. To those stories on our. On the news. It's just almost as loud yeah. as your voice, so it sounds weird. Is it MSNBC or CNN? Oh, he's, Jerome <laughs> listens to Fox, right? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jerome. I, I what hear, does Fox I News the, say? I want to hear the update on Hannity and his, and his new concubine girlfriend, this uh, Fox reporter, after he left his wife for 27 years. Well, you've called the wrong show for that information. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue what you're talking about. Yep. No, so Sean Hannity, the, the, the talk show host, you know, the uh, right-hand man, the, Donald Trump's left hand. Uh, yeah, he left his wife for 20-something years, and now he, he goes with this reporter at Fox. Okay. Don't tell anybody about it, what? okay? Why do you care about this? I, I know... Hey, look. I hope they have a long and loving and happy relationship. Let him answer the question. Why do you care about this, Drew? But he's such a loud mouth and such a jackass. That's what he gets paid to do. Sounds like even less of a reason to care. He's always trashing the Democrats all the time, you know, and then look what he got involved with. They deserve it. They definitely deserve it. And then you got this uh, T.J. Holmes guy with, uh, with the reporter. Man... Hasn't he ever heard of thou should not bear false witness? I mean, against, uh, especially against somebody's wife. But then again, he's married, so what the hell does he care? Hey, twice, and, and having affairs, and now he's with her. Is this that really what you wanted to call Free Talk Live about? Yeah. I, I really? I got my spleen a little bit. I mean, hey, it's, I haven't called you in like about a week or so. so uh, Did you say you wanted to now. vent your spleen a little bit? Kind of, you know, that's what that was about. <laughs> You are rivaling so major speak. pain with your descriptive terminology. So to speak. So to speak. But you know, I mean, and then you got Nick Cannon with his 12th child. Is it me or do, do I find stories like that repulsive? Or is it just me? I'm becoming a conservative? God forbid that could ever happen. No, no Jerome, I... you should become a libertarian. No. Uh-uh. Yes. Uh, that's just a conservative uh, and drag. No, it isn't. I mean. <laughs> well, to me it is. I mean, there can be, but, you know. At least on this show. <laughs> but that's the, the point of libertarianism is that uh, you should be accepting of all people who desire for freedom. And uh, uh, if you yourself don't desire for freedom, well, then you should be a conservative or, or a Democrat. But if you, do do, if you do desire freedom, then you should consider becoming a libertarian or an anarchist. I got one more story. I got one more story. This guy, Santos from New York, who lies about being Jewish, who lies about his, his family heritage, lies about your parents. Man, you don't lie about your parents, man. Is so he a politician? You don't do that. So so he's man. a politician? Look, I lost my mom over a year ago, okay? And I think about her every... That has nothing to do with politicians. So this guy you're complaining about is a politician. Yes? Yes, he is. So you know he's a liar. Why do you even pay attention? Why do you pay attention to liars, Jerome? Look. When the Republicans come off as really self-righteous sometimes. You're not answering the question. Why do you pay attention to lie? You know they're liars. They keep lying to you. They lie over and over and over again. It doesn't matter if they're Republican or Democrat. Why do you pay any attention, Jerome? 
No, I don't know they're lying till they, they it's found out that they are. Horse lying. hockey. I don't know because I really don't know. Well, how many times does a politician have to lie to you before you just know they're lying? Once. Yeah. So I, it's, I don't, know I don't think that. this problem is that they're lying. It's that there's hypocrisy coming from the right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They talk yeah. a self-righteous game. Comes from and the then, left, too. But Bingo. right, but the, but the left doesn't talk a self-righteous game. The left just yes, does sir. things, and the yes, right sir. talks against it, but does the same yes. thing as the left. Mm. So well, it's not I, it's not the doing of the thing. It's the talking. It's, it's the talking. Well, that's easily remedied by not listening. Okay. Like like yeah. if I'm Jerome, I just stop listening to politicians altogether. My yeah. life is going to be way happier. That's what I did, and look at me. No, you're not. You'd be bored if you didn't listen to that. Because what would you talk about? Sports, video games, no, technology, doulas, doulas, but doula obligatas. I don't even follow. I don't even know what that is. Video games. I'm too old for that stuff, man. Video. I wish. I wish you weren't. No, I They're that fun and phenomenal. No, but hey, look, look. It's on the news. I watch the news, and so I guess I get caught up in it sometimes. I can't help. All right, that's that's a you know a, a reasonable assessment. assertion. Yeah, a fair assessment. Appreciate that. I, in other words, I have a life, but it's not it's not a big you know big life. It's like kind of like a little small insignificant kind of life, but you know it is a life. You know, I mean, honestly, if I wasn't doing so much reading of news headlines for show prep for this one night a week, mm-hmm. right, I would pay so little attention to what's actually going on in the world. Right. Yeah, honestly, I, I me don't too. Don't care. Yeah. I yeah. I implore a uh, Jerome. You know, just. I don't know. Try watching twenty five percent less news. Like the next time you're like, I should turn on the news. Just go. Wait, no, I shouldn't. And go do something else. Go be productive. No, I know why. I know why I do it. See, I was like a C minus student in high school, yeah. and I almost quit high school. My mom said, "Oh no, you're not. I'm taking you back to school." And she walked me back to school that day, and uh, I managed to graduate. So I guess it's kind of my way of like educating myself a little bit. No, I don't really have a college degree, and um, I was like a, a, a C minus student. So, but I managed to get in the military. So, hey, I wasn't that bad off. You know, I was smart enough to do that. So. Well, you know, you definitely you know, don't need to go to college to, to be intelligent. Where do, I even, where do I even start with this guy? Like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, I my my personal favorite pastime, so to speak, is reading. There's a ton of different awesome books that I've learned a ton of stuff about. Um, even YouTube, you can learn anything on YouTube, but the news is probably the worst place to get information or learn things because it's very biased. You know, even if I used to do the thing where I would watch Fox News and CNN yep. to try to balance it out. Right. And then I started to realize that they're both liars. So I'm like, well, if I see both sides of the coin, then I'll get the full picture. But you don't get the full picture. So it really doesn't matter what you're watching on the news. It's yep. all fabricated. You could go the other way. Like Nikki's saying, like, I did this. I had two televisions, and so I would turn Fox News on one, CNN News on the other, same time, like primetime news, right, the 8 p.m., 9 p.m. news, the, the, the nightly news, whatever that was, either station was running, their, their big primetime program, and I would see, oh, they're slanting it this way, and oh, they're slanting it this way. It's still slanted. And, but they were reporting the exact same stories. Yeah. And so that's when I sort of began to like, like it made me sick, really. Like, I felt like this weird feeling in my gut that I'm like, oh, Liars. this is awful. And when I was younger, I had three TVs so I could watch Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. 
Monday Nitro mm-hmm. and play video games so at the same it time. Sounds like Ooh, Richie nice. Rich has got the right idea. I think, <laughs> I, I think if this were a contest, oh, yeah. Richie Rich, you would win. Jerome, what's Richie's prize? What does he win? Nothing more fake than wrestling, huh? So well, that's what you want. Politics. Huh? It's amazing. You talk about lying. You talk about a lie. Come on. All all professional wrestling, wrestling is wrestling? is is an is, it's analogous to uh, American politics. Sure. It's fake. Where both sides, whether they're good or evil, uh, one can move from one side to the other, and then, the, like when the show is over, they all go have dinner together and drinks and stuff. They, yep. It's all just one big show, and uh, there's there's no actual difference between one side or the other. I view it as entertainment, well, which it is, and it's well, also just, one of the greatest forms of storytelling available I'm right now. To, I'm, co- I'm trying to come to, come to grips with the fakery of, of soccer. Now you're going to tell me about wrestling. Oh, God. The, the difference is soccer pretends to be real. Yeah. Right? And, wrestling. And wrestling doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> the, that cat was out of the bag a long time ago. Yeah. Well, and I think, Richie, you said it nicely when... It's entertainment versus somebody watching the news to get educated and right. to learn things and learn about current events. Wrestling's just something you watch to like chill out and relax and just enjoy it. it. It's, it's sports. Oh, I get emotional. And it's I a cry. performance is what it is. He's, he's not relaxed. Right? It's, it's yeah. a performance is what it <laughs> yeah. is, right? It's the same thing yeah. as going to see like a live band. Sure. Right? Yeah. That kind of a thing. It's it's just a sports performance instead of a musical it's performance. Like, it's like going to see the Nutcracker and being like, oh, that girl really isn't, uh, you know, a flower or right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. She's not really a candy cane. How can you watch that when you know she's not really a candy cane? You, you know how it's going to end. Hulkamaniac. Uh, hey, Richie, could you give me your best? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dig it. Step into a Slim Jim. God, you're sick. <laughs> hey Jerome, thanks for the call. We appreciate you. Woo! Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you'd like to join us here tonight, Jerome is a. Uh, I like Jerome as a caller. He's, a he, he's he's you know a good person in that way. I just he gets so caught up in the soap opera that and, is the news and politics. And you know what about Jerome? I feel like I obviously I don't know him personally, yeah. but it seems like he's an honest person. He always seems very like forthcoming, and he, he just has what I call here. noble intent. Yeah, so he's he seems like he's here to tell his story. He doesn't it doesn't seem fabricated, or you know, because like he, he didn't tell us, oh, I went to Harvard and I'm a genius. He's like, no, I didn't go to college, and I'm just trying to do it the best I can to educate myself. Yeah. I respect that, yeah. but it's just unfortunate because he's so obsessed with these politicians who are lying scumbags, and and he's got and some he's better than that. He's got some thoughts about what he's done in his life that I understand why he doesn't want to question them. But believing that joining the military was a was a good idea. Like he believes that. He was he said I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, I was smart enough to get into the military. Yeah, which And I'm like, ah, yeah, I gotta beg to differ with you there, pal, a little bit. Yeah. Like was that really a, like becoming a mercenary for politicians? Like was that really a smart thing for you to do? Ah. Explains a lot, though. It does. Yeah. And I understand why he does it. Like, he feels that that is a personal accomplishment that, like, you know, people of his, you know, I don't know, level of life, you know, his ability and intelligence or whatever, like, could not achieve. And he feels like, I'm special and I achieved something other people on my level of human being couldn't achieve. And that is, I got into the military. He feels that was a smart thing and an accomplishment. So 
I get that he doesn't want to question it and be like, was that really a good thing? Was it what would my life have been like had I not done that? What could well, have I what could I have become other than that? Okay. So in some situations, if you're a C minus student in high school, right, the likelihood is not much better than that. Right? I don't think so. You think you think coming out of high school at that level of education, there's there's more productivity to be done in the free market arena? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I I didn't you know even I finish mean? my like, freshman um, year. I wandered the earth yeah. like Kane from Kung Fu. And by the time everybody else in my graduating class turned 18 and was either going to college or going to get their first jobs, I had three, maybe four years of working experience on all of them. So I could go and get a job at a pay rate that was three to four years higher yep. than what they could get at that time. Well, but if they, if they went out and went into the military... They would be also be getting three or four years of work under their belt just in the military, and you can make a career out of that, right? Yeah, and I'm, make significantly I'm, yeah. more. You can also do like HVAC or plumbing or anything right. that's productive. I was gonna productive. say go take welding or carpentry or something. Right? I mean, you know, yeah, learn a trade. I mean, yeah. they make good money. Yeah, and they're needed and they're very useful. Far more so than you know. Like I get it. The the military like marketed themselves to people. Like, oh, if you join now and you serve your 4 years or whatever, you can get paid serve for college or whatever, right? You'll yeah. get free VA care for life and your retirement is, like blah blah blah. Which is right? disgusting because a back to the lies. Okay, sure, you get a free college. It's disgusting to poach young children because college is expensive and they just want to go to college. They're poaching them to uh, you know this free education whatever yeah. promising them free health care that is terrible yeah. you don't know how many horror stories i've heard about va hospitals it's all a lie and then they come back with ptsd depression anxiety they come back with you know drug addictions and alcohol addictions because they're just trying to cope Propensity with what for they've suicide. seen yep. yes with what they've seen and what they you know so it's it's right. a law. They don't tell you that. We're at, we're you know. into we're an hour and a half into the show. So at least one one and a half uh, former uh, military persons has committed suicide just in in the time we've been airing tonight. Yeah. Graduating with a C minus GPA, you're not on a path to go to college. Well, yeah, maybe not. Right, community college would take yeah, you. May, well, maybe you could but pay to, to go to. A but like I said, you, you could, could go to the go to a trade. Yeah, you don't need to. But trades require a little bit of education, man. You have you have they to are the education. High school What's diploma. That? The trades are the education, right? They don't, you don't you don't even need a GED to get, go to trade school. Sure, you, just you can pay, just find up, an apprenticeship. You can find an apprenticeship, and you don't you even could. need to go to the school. You, you could, could learn as but an if, apprentice. But if your ability to educate yourself in high school is like a C minus level, how well are you actually going to do in that apprenticeship that requires a little bit of but focus? It's different, you know, and, and that's the thing. What you're learning in high school, like high school in real life is so different because I, so I was failing classes in high school because I was so unstimulated and I was so depressed there. Like I was That's having different. so many social issues. Once I finally, when I was 16 years old, I did a dual enrollment program. So I was taking college level courses, yep, yep. like right under college level, whatever. I was in a different environment and I started getting A's. You know, like yeah. straight A's and B's. Public schools will so, have you memorize and then recite to pass the test. You know, that's not an indication of your ability to self-teach. There's nothing to do with critical thinking that you're learning in high school. Okay. Um, I would argue that a lot of the trades, it's more critical thinking and, you know, logic and kind of just common sense stuff 
where you're really not being tested on that in high school, I don't think. At least not from my experience no, in high school. You're being tested on your ability to recite, to, yeah. memorize and recite. Yeah. That's it. Well, okay. and But it doesn't sound like in his case that was the problem. Right, like I was getting a C minus GPA in high school, right? Not that I didn't want to be there, not that I was I was bored or understimulated or overstimulated, but this is my level of education, right? And you're like, well, just just go be a welder, just go learn a trade, could've. and I'm could have possible, right? Bricklaying something, right? or, yeah. you know, yeah, something understood, something to do. You're right, it is something to do. And, and, and like, we also don't know, like, what his talents are, right? So we, we don't have a, a, a grip on, you know, what he had a propensity for, what he was good at. Was he good at math? Was he good at writing? Was he good at reading? Was he good at, you know, what was it that he was good what at? What was he getting a B in as opposed to averaging yeah. it out or, down to C or, or even, not even, like, just think about outside of school, right? What did he have an interest in? Okay. Did he have an interest in, you know, astronomy? Did he have an interest in, you know, digging holes in the sandbox? I don't, you know, like, what was he interested in? Sure. And that's what should have led his learning, right? Whatever he was interested in should have led his learning. Yeah. And then he would have been able to learn all the other things along with that by pursuing what he was interested in instead of being forced to memorize and recite, memorize and recite, memorize right. and recite. But if he had gone down that path, he would not have chose the military. Right? We hope. Obviously. Yes. Obvi- obviously. And that's really the point of what, what I'm saying here is that like, I... But the military he, will take someone with a C minus GPA yes. because that is useful meat for the grinder. Right. Absolutely. And in some cases, that's the best option those people have. Because if they had a better one, I beg right, to differ. That, it's the best that might be the worst option anyone has yeah. in any circumstance. I beg to differ. That, that like, then no one would take the option. Well, we, we, just... we know this from Chinese sweatshops. It's the best option those folks have in their in their situation and their circumstance. That's why they take it. I don't think so. They I think may, they think that, but right. I don't know if that's the truth. I think like if a uh, Mothman was flying and he has his all-seeing eye, I think he would say that that's not the best option. Yeah. It's the best option presented to them. They may, in their perspective. They yeah. may believe yes. it's the best option for yes. them, but it may not actually be. And if you're getting a C- the best in high option school, for them. And the military goes, hey, after a few years, you'll be making X amount of money that there's no way you're going to get working your way through college or elsewhere, right? It's presented as the best option. 603-283-6160. Jerome has called famously again. What are your thoughts about his predicament and his situation? This is Free Talk Live. Straight-winging it. Whoa. <laughs> Straight-winging it. Straight-winging it. Curve-winging it. What was it, what was it that, that Jerome was saying? He had a word for a wrestling. Instead of wrestling, wrestling. Oh. Yeah. Wrestling. So we're straight-winging it here on Free Talk Live. And by that, I mean we've changed up our format a little bit so that you get more show and less commercials. And that's uh, kicked off here today on this particular episode, the New Year's Day Episode, Happy New Year to, well, all of our callers, uh, hosts, co-hosts. Yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, and our, Happy New Year. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I do want to tell you that this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bullion Max. 
Inflation is a real problem. The Federal Reserve's endless printing is eating away at your savings. Savvy investors are diversifying into the most stable assets in recorded history, gold and silver. Get yours from bullionmax.com slash FTL without dealing with a salesperson. Your precious metals ship fully insured directly to your home. It's fast and it's easy. Free Talk Live listeners can get a special deal employee pricing on Bullion Max's Silver Starter Kit. Just go to bullionmax.com slash FTL. The kit includes five ounces of silver from the world's most popular mints, plus you get a free gold back. It's my favorite part of this offer. Absolutely. free gold back. Just go to bullionmax.com slash FTL. It's the perfect time to invest in precious metals. So don't miss this limited time special offer. Start your new investment with bullionmax.com slash FTL today. Right now. Go. You're in front of a magic rectangle. Go. Get your silver. Bullionmax.com slash FTL. And gold. Thanks. Pretty cool back. Uh, (laughs) The telephone number here in the studio, if you'd like to join us, is 603-283-6160. We still have yet to talk about this guy who uh, apparently uh, was inspired by Office Space and did something with some software that got him $300,000 and into some trouble. Uh, We'll talk about that. Uh, But let's go to your calls and thoughts. We've got Dodger calling from Michigan. Dodger, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, Yes, uh, lady and gentlemen. Uh, uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, centralized uh, anything uh especially sure. when it comes to education cool me something either that, <laughs> but uh something that always struck me as odd even when i was in school i've always been a student and i hope to die a student uh if, if i'm not learning something new then i'm not progressing i'm not actually in my life uh having said that i never understood why american students got three months off and you end up having to spend essentially the first month back to school catching up on everything you forgot over the summer. <laughs> That's a good point. I know that uh, the school year is the way it is, supposedly, uh, because back in the day when they first started these schools, they had to uh, sort of cater to the farmers, and so you needed harvest. Uh, season, you know, yeah. it's, Fruit it's, picking it's time. actually right. crap. That's that's crap if you actually look at the history. But that, uh, that, that's not the reason I'm calling. Uh, I uh, specifically wanted to bring up. Okay, well, kind but, of but, but then why is summer? Uh, there's usually nothing to do in the summer. I mean, it's fine if you want to call, like, you know, if you're saying that uh, what I just said is crap, but you got to tell us what it actually is. Oh, uh, it, I, essentially, it was because uh, rich parents wanted to uh, get the. Uh, take their kids out of the heat over uh, during that time uh, a lot of it had to do with with that or at least huh. that's my understanding but they're inside on. so how are they in the heat because right? there's no air conditioners I, back then but then yeah, but uh, if there's no air conditioners then they're going to be hot okay. no i just wanted to uh, they like southern families the richer families would typically I don't. I don't mind being told that I'm wrong, but if I'm wrong, tell me what is you know what the thing is, and so that gives me something to look at. Dodger, thank yeah, you. Go, I, go I, ahead and continue I, I'm with sorry, why. And, and, and that's my understanding. Yeah. And I apologize. No, I that's fine. Go, just down. go ahead and continue with why you're calling tonight. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, sir. Again, I'm not a big uh, fan of centralized, but I uh, the Japanese system seems as if it uh, something about Japanese people, their culture, they're very proud of who they are. Yes, a gas station attendant is the proudest gas station attendant he has to be the best or their culture they want to be the best 
And their educational system kind of reflects that because it kind of uh, recognizes early on. So essentially, a Japanese high school uh, doesn't exist for uh, all Japanese people. Essentially, all it is is college prep. Um, A lot of times what will happen is after about the uh, middle school or junior high school age, they typically determine, uh, and maybe a lot of it's self-learning, I don't know, but uh, this person is way more interested in trades. And uh, so they're pumping out a lot more tradespeople than necessarily, uh, in addition to, uh, obviously, you need, uh, you know, the STEM, you know, you, you need the sciences, you need the mathematics, you need a lot of that stuff. But it, the problem is, is everybody wants to work in the corner office and nobody wants to take the blue collar jobs. And um, it just uh, seems that there should be a system in which, uh, I guess right around the middle school age, uh, somebody determines what they really want to do. Do I want to focus on preparing myself for college, prepping for college? Or, I'm, you I'm with you, and I think that that person should be the individual themselves. Well, and I kind of have a solution for this. So I like the idea of shadowing. Mm-hmm. So if a kid shows interest in something, yep. as they do very, very early on, right. um, and then they kind of... I think public school kind of crams all this stuff down their throat and then they start to second guess themselves. And they're like, maybe I don't want to be an astronaut. Maybe now I want to be a school teacher or whatever. Yep. Whether they're becoming more realistic, because it might not be very common that someone's going to become an astronaut, right? Every little kid that's like, I want to be a doctor or an astronaut. Maybe they're getting more realistic, but maybe they're also like their creativity is being dimmed. So I like the idea of, you know, if a kid wants to be an astronaut, like, or even something else, like whatever it is, allow them to shadow that profession so they can, in real life, see what's going on and see if they actually like it. Because, for example, I know someone who went to school for psychology, mm-hmm. went all the way through, got because to do much with psychology, you kind of need a master's degree. By the time she got to the master's program, she said, oh my gosh, this is what I'm going to be doing. I had no clue that this career path that I was picking was like this. At this point, she's hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and drops out of grad school because she realized she didn't want to do that, but she never had the opportunity to shadow someone to see what that job actually was. I like the idea. I know when I was in school... Uh, at least, you know, the, the high school students, like the seniors, they would have a career day yeah. and they'd get people of different, you know, professions to come in and talk about their profession. I like your idea. Go the other way. Instead yeah. of having them come to the school and talk about, yeah, have the go students to go to them yeah. and do, you know, a day of apprenticeship or a day of, you know, that kind of a thing to see. And there's also something about changing your mind. Yep. Right. Well, I, I, I thought, I thought it was crazy, if I may interject, when I was in school, I, I remember career day. I actually had one of those, yeah. and I'd, I'd been in, uh, really interested in carpentry, I, uh, you know, the whole building, everything about it. And uh, they essentially, instead of doing that, you took like a little test at the beginning of the day, and they said, oh, based on your aptitude. And essentially, they thought that I'd be better as like an accountant or uh, something like that. You may have and, been better, just wouldn't have enjoyed it. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, guess what I am today? I'm a carpenter. I tried going the route of business and, and all of that, but I ended up 
choosing the path that I had always wanted to, to yeah. choose at that point. And I would have loved to have just had the opportunity, uh, as as you mentioned, uh, shadowing somebody. That that sounds like a great idea, but with the modern educational system, that's just not going to be the reality well, for most and- people. John Taylor Gatto was doing it in the 70s. Oh, yeah, that guy is brilliant. If you've not read any John Taylor Gatto, I implore you to do, not just you, Dodger, all of our listeners, all of our hosts. Uh, the, the guy is brilliant, and in fact, he says that genius is actually relatively common. It's just that the education system that we have beats it out of you. Absolutely, and I totally agree with that. And yeah, I don't know. I I think there isn't. I'm a very huge critic of public school because I think there isn't really much room for children to grow. Yeah. And on the topic of the shadowing thing, Dodger mentioned that it would be hard in the public schooling system to do that. And that's why we need to take our children out of the public schooling system, either homeschool them, you know, homeschooling co-ops, or I don't think private schools are much better than homeschool than um, than public schools. I mean, but it is totally there are so many people. I mean, I would be willing to do that in my fields of midwifery because. I mean, to, uh, to just think about it. About the time that you can really, I, I imagine sometime when I was in middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, where it's like I've learned everything that I need to from the system to be able to then maybe actually start, you know, uh, instead of spending every day in a classroom, spend it in, a, in a shop class. Or, yeah. you know, if you want to become a mechanic, uh, go, uh, you know, to a mechanic shop or whatever. It sounds like a fantastic idea. So- uh, I have a question for you guys because I know you're all from different parts of the country. Are vocational schools common other places? Or because vocational schools are very common in New England, almost every um, like school district has a vocational school that kids can go to, where like half of their time is doing normal high school stuff, yeah. and then half of their time is learning a trade. They don't have like they don't have the marketing program though that colleges do. Colleges send recruits to the high schools, yeah. to, you know that kind of thing. Trade schools do not. Um, I they I'm did at my school. But... One grad, uh, I graduated in '01, and they had pretty much gutted. Uh, we had to. Anybody wanted to do any of those vocational stuff, they had to get some sort of clearance and actually go to a different uh, uh, neighboring school system to actually be able to do mm-hmm. that. So a buddy of mine wanted to be a welder. This is in Hawaii. And so he apprenticed, did the thing, you know, as a welder. Mm-hmm. But in order to move up the ladder, had to go get his welding certification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Went all the way to Ohio or something, where the best welding school in the country was, to do it there because there wasn't an adequate enough educational system in Hawaii for that particular vocation. Mm-hmm. So he spent six months in Ohio getting his certification. Right. Yeah. And then went back to Hawaii yeah. to get paid better. Um, I think, uh, going back to the educational part for a minute, uh, we've seen lots of progress uh, in homeschooling and certain, I want to say charter schooling, but that might not be the right uh, bit, where they do what's called self-directed learning, where children are put in a room with a bunch of different stuff and the internet and all that kind of stuff, and the, we'll call them teachers, it's got to be a better name, the, the mentors, if you will. Uh, are there to observe the kids, and when the kids show an interest in a specific thing, like the kid looks around and is like, oh, look, a guitar, picks up a guitar, shows some interest in the guitar, well, guess what? You're going to learn math, 
uh, yeah. learning about guitar. You're going to learn reading. You're going to learn a different language. It's called music, right? All these things can be taught, learned, Absolutely. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, internalized by a child far better and quicker than they can when somebody is sitting in rows and you know with a taskmaster and a stick yeah. and a chalkboard because the child is showing interest in it and it what it it's just they're motivated to learn about it because they have the self-interest in this particular topic whereas school beats that out of you they don't encourage you to find stuff that you're interested in no they want to shove stuff down your throat make you memorize and repeat it and beats I- it out of some people because as dodger said he knew early on kind of what he wanted to do yeah. and was deviated from that path but not everyone is lucky enough to know what they want to do or have the opportunity to figure that out yeah. well, early on. That's where shadowing comes in, where you can just go to different jobs and, you know, be able to watch that person in their element. This may well be a suggestion that's, uh, I'm just going to tell you what I did. And if anybody's listening, if you're between, I don't know, 16 and 25 years old, something like that, uh, perhaps this is something you can consider. I did uh, something that's known as job hopping for many years in a row and all this was was because when you first start to get jobs you're only going to get entry-level jobs where basically they'll hire anybody that seems rather competent that they think is trainable at whatever the task is graduate with a c minus minus, right so in order to find out what you like what you're interested in you got to go take a bunch of them and so you take it and you get in there and you do the thing and you go yeah you know this sucks and even if I stayed and I moved up, it would still suck. So I'm going to quit and I'm going to go find something else. And then you do that and you rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. So you find something that you gravitate towards. And once you find that thing, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm home. Right. For me, it just mm-hmm. happened to be technology. Yep. Right. And I'm like, oh, something where I'm never going to get bored. Uh, it's re- relatively fast paced. I get to solve puzzles, you know, that kind of a thing. Like these are all things that I gravitated towards. Uh, that I was naturally good at, whereas school never brought that out of me. Nope. Not once. Well, I, I, I can say that I uh, it was always strange that I was uh, in the advanced math classes and not in the advanced science classes, because those usually went hand in hand, and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because uh, I, well, I, I didn't retain anything that I, that I actually learned in school, I didn't, even though I was acing uh, geometry and trig tests and and all of that, uh, I learned a whole hell of a lot more from actually being out there and doing the carpentry work. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think that's probably true for most people. Yeah. It's it's difficult being in school where you're just memorizing and regurgitating information. It's you know check the right answer re- on the test, but you're not actually. I think like like Captain mentioned with the guitar, it's there's so much more value in learning through doing because you're not just learning that one thing. You're going to learn about math and all of these other subjects in one. And I think children are able to absorb that so much more and they're able to remember it and carry that on for way longer because whatever tests I was taking in high school where I had to check the right box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might have got a hundred on it in high school, but I don't remember that now. But if it was something like learning how to play the guitar, I would have remembered those concepts. And there is a subset of the population that is only qualified to stand in the factory for eight hours and pull the lever when the bell goes off. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I can't do that factory work. Hey, uh, uh, 
Thanks for answering my uh, phone call, guys. I really appreciate the discussion. Hey, Dodger, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate you. Uh, the other thing, I can't say enough about self-directed learning. Like, you have to take it upon yourself. You're probably going to find, if you're a kid in public school right now, you're going to find yourself in, in a situation where, yeah, you know, you're you're being mm, coerced, if you will, into memorization and regurgitation. You know, uh, you got to do things to pass the tests. If there is any advantage that you can take in your school system, take it. You know, if there's some program that, like, you, you know, your teachers are like, hey, you should go over here and do this, maybe do that. But figure out what you're into, first and foremost, outside of school, and begin learning that way. They say, I'm trying to remember what the numbers are, I don't have them in front of me, but it, it only takes, I don't know, less than a couple hundred hours mm-hmm. for most, we'll say, grade school children to learn reading and writing and basic math, right? So it doesn't take very long. Outside of that, what are schools doing? Babysitting. Yeah. Well, mastery is closer to 10,000 hours. Correct, but that's in a specific thing. Right. Right. So if you got reading, writing, and arithmetic down, and now you want to become a welder, you got 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. Before you're, you're a welder, right? Or an expert at it. Master welder. Yeah. Master welder. Anything else, right? So that's, I think that's when these trades and these learning opportunities for other things should come along is after the children have got the basics down. You got reading, writing, and arithmetic. You got those down. What now? What are you interested? And that's when this sort of uh, assisted, self-directed learning should come into play. But that's not what public schools do. Public schools just want the C minus students who are just smart enough to pull the levers and turn the wheels to keep the system going. But some of them would remain there with regardless of the schooling system. Sure. Which is fine. But I think it's holding all of the other children back. Absolutely. And I, and I, think, and I think kids know what they want to do a lot of the times pretty early on. Like my little cousin, my cousin's child, is maybe like four years old. This kid already knows what he wants to do. He's obsessed with trucks. He's obsessed with any sort of like heavy machinery. Like he's totally going to go into a field like that where maybe. he's operating. Maybe. You know, maybe. this is my my guess. But this kid can tell you every single detail about you know, certain construction things that adults don't even know. He is so interested in it and his parents let him flourish in that and they let him, you know, go all in to learn about that. There's another thing, too, with uh, parental units, because I had a whole bunch of them. Uh, my, my childhood life was so weird that I ended up with, like, five different sets of parents. Uh, and so each one of them themselves had a different thing they wanted me to become. Sure. That I did not select. I did not share their enthusiasm for these things. And each of them in their own way would push me towards what they wanted me to mm-hmm. become instead of what I wanted to become or what I was even good at. And so there, there's a parental aspect here, too, that needs to change in the yep. dynamic of learning. And that is parents want to live vicariously through their children instead yeah. of allowing their children to become themselves, if that makes sense. That, and I yeah. see that happen all the time. A, a lot of, and, it, and it's more prevalent in other cultures. But I know a lot of my friends who are, they were like, oh, I have to become a doctor or a lawyer because that's what my parents want me to right. be. Everyone in my family is a doctor. And if I become anything less than that then my family will essentially disown me. You know, and that's very strong in like Indian cultures sometimes and Chinese cultures sometimes where it's just like if you don't become what your parents want you to become, yeah. then you're trash. 
And it's terrible. It, you, children should just be able to be themselves and do what they love and enjoy. It doesn't matter how much money you make, and it doesn't matter um, how prestigious your career is. You should just want your children to be happy. And it's very disappointing that not everyone, not every parent has that perspective. And they should be able to change their minds mid-stride. Absolutely. Well, and that's why listening to this show and shows like it in particular are beneficial to those parents, right? Because you got the inside track, right? If you get your kids out of public school and on some sort of shadowing program or homeschooling program, yep. they're going to be ahead of the pack, right? Absolutely. So even even during, you know, like the, the lockdown phase, like, okay, good, homes, homeschool them all. Yeah. Right. Take Take advantage of this time. Right. To get them out of that environment uh, so they don't get stuck with it. Yep. But I also, you know, I wouldn't encourage everyone to do it. Right. Because then then there's still just equal footing. Uh, and uh, the good news is, of course, uh, even though, you know, most of the restrictions and lockdowns and all that kind of thing, uh, unmasking, all that kind of thing have been lifted uh, in most places. Uh, homeschooling continues to increase in number of students. So that is to say uh, we did a, a bit on I don't know if it was last week on Free Talk Live Saturday, maybe, okay. where we talked about uh, the fact that, oddly, even though you know public school is back in session and everybody can go, uh, homeschooling is increasing. Yeah. I think because families realize, like, before homeschooling seemed like this unattainable thing. Like, we can't afford it, we can't do it, we don't have the means to be able to homeschool our children. Right. And a lot of people realized during the pandemic that it is attainable, and it's oftentimes easier better for their children and better for even the parents' lifestyle sometimes. And it's, it's never been easier to homeschool your kids. There are slews of online programs. There are uh, tons of homeschooling co-ops. Right, I was going like, to say cooperatives I take, are... I take the kids on Tuesday and then, you know, you, it, you all you need is seven families to be able to make that work. And you just got one day off a week, there it is. So there are just tons of different options that work great for kids and it's not going to work great for every kid some kids want to be in public school and that's fine too and there's parents who who say things like oh we could never afford to do that we're a two-income family and 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 it's like could you though yeah like could you could you instead of you know your your mortgage your three thousand dollar mortgage could you instead pay fifteen hundred eighteen hundred bucks a month for a decent sized apartment so that one of you doesn't have to work like, could it be done? Could you pinch the pennies for it the sake of for the sake of your children, yeah. your child's education? You know, can't you can can you can you cut back just to make sure one parent's available to do the homeschooling? Mm-hmm. Depends on the child. Again, it's not for everybody. I understand. It is for like a privileged, select group of people that can handle. I don't know that. about that. Oh yeah, I know a lot of low income families that homeschool. And well, not homeschooling. I'm saying a privileged, select group of people that that environment works for. John mm, Taylor, I gotta disagree I, with you. I think homeschooling not- works. I, I don't have like actual statistics or numbers, but if I were to guess, I think homeschool would be better for the majority of children. And from even from what I've seen, you know, I know a lot of kids. I know homeschool kids. I know public school kids. I know private school kids. It seems like the homeschool kids are the most intelligent and the most well-adjusted out of the bunch. Yeah, but I think I I think that that's correlation, not all only causation. 603-283-6160. What do you think? Homeschooling? Private schooling? Public schooling? All of the above. What's in your child's best interest? This is Free Talk Live. Hour number three is next.
back. 603-283-6160. We'll get to your calls and thoughts momentarily. Hour number three of this New Year's Day, the first edition this year of Free Talk Live is now underway. New format and everything. New format. Mm-hmm. Same hosts. Happy 23. Uh, I am the Reverend Captain Kickass. I'm Nikki. And Richard Rich. And we do the show on Sundays. Uh, try to have a good time with it. Sure do. Sometimes it's heavy. Sometimes it's uh, uplifting. Sometimes it's uh, zany, corny. And other times it's serious. So that's what we do. If you want to join us, 603-283-6160. We have more to talk about with this uh, 28-year-old who allegedly uh, <laughs> said he was inspired by the movie Office Space and somehow acquired $300,000. We'll, we'll get around who to that. Who isn't inspired by Office Space? <laughs> oh, yeah, the Bobs. They called me at home. Bob? Bob? <laughs> what would you say you do here? <laughs> Well, I take the paperwork from the clients and I give them to the to the engineers. engineers. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, why why can't they just take them directly to the engineers themselves? I'm a people person. That's right. Anyway, uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We have Robert in New Jersey. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, how you doing? Good. What's on your mind? Um, I was just uh, you know I've listened to you guys talking about the uh, school, and I'm 63 years old. That's mm-hmm. all I had were shop classes. Oh, I love shop class. Yeah. It was uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth. I had metal shop. Mm-hmm. So you got to use all that stuff. And they had wood shop. So, I mean, uh, I I don't know what happened. Did, I don't know what, if they got rid of all of it or uh, or what. I You know, high school I had. To, I'm curious mechanics. because when I was in high school, they got rid of auto mechanics. They apparently that was something they used to teach how to, you know, change your own oil and tune up your car and check your tire pressure or whatever that kind of stuff. They right, they right. got rid of that I think one or two years before I hit high school because one of my older siblings got to take it, and then by the time uh-huh. I got they didn't have it. But I did have shop class as far as like woodworking and metalworking, you know, that kind of stuff. Did they have auto shop or anything like that? Me- mechanics. Yeah, they had a, a auto shop. Uh, so we had wood shop. Um, so I just took those for four years, and they had electronics. See, and I went to private yeah. school, and they said one day you'll be able to pay for those public school kids to do the work for you. <laughs> Did that happen? I mean, I don't uh, do much, so I pay for everything else to get done. I don't fix my own I, car. I, I don't fix anything. I, well, I also think I that can, uh, in those shop classes, you're learning valuable skills, right? So it's, to me, I think it's important to know at least a little bit of carpentry and, you know, some auto mechanics to be able to be more self-sufficient. But I think they're trying to set the future generations up to be, to not be able to do those things so they can pay other people to do those things. Like, you can't know how to uh, change your own oil. Take it to the dealership. And even the way they're making cars nowadays. Mercedes, you can't even open the hood or something like that. Yeah. 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 yeah they're, they're, so they're intentionally making it so people cannot do things themselves. So they constantly have to outsource. It's not always right. a bad thing to outsource, but. Robert, your thoughts? Um, that's, that's true. Uh, but it's, uh, I just feel I was uh, fortunate. I had two um, years of uh, college and that didn't do me any good. And so uh, I'm just surprised no one ever is able to to, uh, to learn this stuff. 
So well, people learn it because there's still carpenters and you know metal workers and auto mechanics yeah. out there. They just don't learn it in school. There's this uh, technological curve too that happens, uh, and I'm going to call it the youth curve. So when I was young, right, uh, electronics. You know, we didn't have the internet. We still had this, didn't quite had the dawn of digital technology. So all electronics were still sort of analog. And myself and a lot of my friends, my my school friends that that I would meet there at my age, we were all uh, our parents' remote control. We were all the programmers of the VCR to keep it from flashing twelve all the time. You know, be, but because we were young and we picked up on that stuff easily, that's how we sort of became that. And and this is a thing. This is an ageism thing for sure. But it, it's in my opinion, at least anecdotally, it's true that the older people get, the less apt they are to learn new technology. That's why if I go online to play a video game, I'm more apt to get my ass kicked by, mm-hmm. you know, like an 11 or 12-year-old kid than I am by some guy who's 45 or 50 years old. They well, have so much more time to practice. It's just not well, fair. And it's not just that. Children are sponges. So when you're young, that is your time where you are supposed to be learning. That's why when kids, I mean, you can have a two-year-old that's trilingual. Yes. Because they just naturally pick it up. But they're sponges. And the younger they are, the more they can learn. And then once you start getting into high school, that starts to dwindle down. Starts slowing down a little bit. Uh, I'm fortunate that the uh, school didn't beat it out of me. Indeed sure. you are. Were, were you able to go on and have a good life and be successful in your own way? Um, yeah, I, uh, I make uh, instruments for professionals and uh, um, build houses. Nice. I've done it all. There you go. Yeah. Satisfying work? Oh, it's, it's, it's great. The money's fantastic. I mean, technology moves things forward, man. No one goes down to the local blacksmith to have anything made. Yeah, that's true. Well, actually, there are blacksmiths. There are, but few and far between, yeah. and they don't do much. But they charge a pretty penny because it's all custom work at that point. Yeah. yeah. I do prefer, yeah, well, you know. I do prefer like, handcrafted stuff. Uh, I, I do a lot of I bought a couple of uh, belts uh, last year. Uh, I was tired of buying the you know regular go to the you know Target or whatever and buy off the shelf kind of thing because they're never they might say leather but they're never really full leather and you know the metal breaks ah, and all that kind of stuff. So they're different grains of leather, right? So I went and I bought a hundred percent leather belt with a uh, hand forged nice. buckle, and oh my gosh. I'm never buying another, like... Because you I, don't need to. I was taking It'll a page last. out of Richie Rich's book. It was like, find something that's really good and well put together and probably more expensive, but then you're not going to have to buy another one. Yeah. Right? right. And so that's kind of... Forever. Yeah. I've got, I've got two full-grain leather belts, man, with a 100-year warranty. Yeah. I'm, I'm, belt, hey, I'm belted for life. Yeah, you could change the buckles if they uh, did it right. Yep. yep. And uh, it has a, a you know, beautiful tool work on there. Yep. Buy once, crack. cry once. Yep. <laughs> hey, Robert, thanks for the call. We appreciate you, man. Uh, 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join us. Uh, the other thing that I bought that I don't think I've mentioned to you guys, uh, I wear mm, what are considered high tops, I guess, uh, but I never uh, – Shoes, tennis shoes. They're not uh, steel-toed or anything like that. Like Chucks? Mm, no, they're – are they the Reeboks oh, with the okay. pump on it? I got you. What's difficult, though, is to find uh, high tops that are fully solid black. Now, I found a couple of people that, that offer these, and so I bought like four pairs or something the last time I bought them. The problem is is that uh, whenever I go to lace them up, I, 
eventually I break the shoelaces, right? I, I like a tight, snug fit on my mm-hmm. feet. So it's not so tight that I'm cutting off my circulation. But like, you know, you go to like, you know, pull up and fasten before you do the knot and like snap. And it's always at the most inopportune time, right? Like you're you're already late and you're on your way out the door and you're like, snap. You're like, ah, oh, crap, I got to relace my shoes. So I got into the habit of keeping like spare shoelaces in the junk drawer in the kitchen. Oh, one day I ran out of those too. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way. I went online and looked. Kevlar shoelaces. Nice. I thought you were going to say Velcro. No. I thought it was going to be like fishing line. Fishing line. Kevlar shoelaces. Uh, So I bought two pairs. Uh, The one pair is on my shoes right now and has been for well over a year with no signs of wear at all. Like you can't even tell. Like with regular shoelaces, you can tell where like, oh, it looks like it always goes through the metal loop here and, you know, or around the eye here, that kind of a thing. There's no signs of wear on either of the shoelaces. Plus I have a box with another pair in them. Nice. So, and they were like 20 bucks a piece instead of, you know, 395 for regular ass shoelaces at the drugstore. But Kevlar shoelaces are where it's at, man. All of a sudden, I can't think of the name for that little plastic nub at the, the top. The giblet? Is that what it's called? I think so. Okay. The, uh, what? The where? The plastic piece that you, you start to threading. Oh, yeah. It's got a name. Yeah. I can't think of it all. But I had a pair of shoelaces where that was metal. Oh. So I never had to worry about that you know, yeah. cracking off or whatever. So if you could get, if they could combine that, right, Kevlar laces with the metal tip or whatever it is. Then those those would be like lifetime shoelaces right there. Yeah, I've seen no signs of degradation on whatever that is the, okay. the tip either. I assume it's Kevlar, but it does look like it's Maybe. it's crimped somehow. Okay, so I don't know if it's plastic or right. whatever. I'll I'll have to look into that. That's, that's good looking out is what that is. But I just thought to myself, Kevlar shoelaces unbreak guaranteed for life. Yeah, twenty bucks. Yes, I'm bu- I'm buying two pairs. Right, you know. So hold on, I'm buying a new pair of shoes. I got to take off my old laces. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I had because I don't want to waste, so I had to wait. I didn't have to. I chose to wait until I actually broke the laces. Oh, right? I misspoke. Aglet. Yep. It's called that's, an aglet. That sounds better than giblet. giblet. So you know what giblets are, though? They are a real thing. Parts you know of what the they turkey. are? Turkey giblets and gravy. That, but they are the little charms that you can stick in the holes on Crocs. Oh, okay. you know how people decorate their Crocs? Those are called giblets. Okay, so that's where I got that from. Got it. Aglets. Yep. Aglets. So metal aglets on your laces. Metal. I just kind of throw in the metal. Yeah. Have you ever been to, Do I it. think, I don't know if the site still exists, but like Ian's shoelace site, something like that. It's all the cool ways to lace up your boots or your shoes. Oh, that's, I remember when I was oh, in middle school. Oh, if you wanted school, to cross them over yeah. the one way or go yeah, under. Yeah, I used to do the bar, the bar laces, yeah. and I thought I was so cool. Because you were, because you were. Thank you. I, I don't know if you were or not. I now I'm no. Now I'm so cool. I don't even tie my shoes. I got slip-ons. Mm, yeah, I tied my shoes once, and then I just slipped them on. Yep, I'll do that too. See, I have. I, call me old school, I guess, but I have like shoes that I wear out, and then I have slippers, but I call them house shoes. Okay. Yep. And so, like, if I just need to like take the trash out or check the mail or you know see what the commotion is about outside. I slip on the the house shoes. And That's why I outside. have Crocs. Well, yeah, I'm not a fan of Crocs. Whatever. But you know, either way, whatever whatever you're comfortable with, I'm not I'm not judging. Uh, but like, so I have house shoes. Okay. And so if I need to go down to the basement, I'm not gonna lace up my shoes. You know, that kind of yeah. There you go, Nikki. I've got insoles from the Walking Company in my Crocs for my house slippers. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I put $80 insoles in $20 Crocs just to walk yeah. around the house. Are they comfy? Of course. That's why I put them in there. <laughs> do they do they slide around at all or do they 
Are they pretty yeah. firmly? Uh, I mean, they're sliding around now because they're old, and I should probably switch them out. But yeah. you know, they, they got that whatever that rubber thing that not adhes, yeah. but it adheres. creates that like friction. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it, yeah. so you're gelling in your cracks. Yeah, it was. It's awesome. We've, I think we've carried things too far. Uh, let's go to an unscreened caller here on Free Talk Live. Unscreened caller, what's your name? My name's Robert. Hey, Robert, where are you calling Robert. from? Uh, Charleston, South Carolina. I live on James Island. All right, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Well, you were talking about car dealerships, particularly one make of a car de- car company. I lived in Germany for 20 years, and I had relatives there. That's why I was able to stay and work. That Volkswagen? Way. And, um, yeah, uh, yeah, Never buy a car made by Nazis. Uh, it was, it was Switching to Tesla. I, I worked for Salve Gatos, the computer division of Volkswagen, among other among other divisions of Volkswagen. Okay. And, and uh, I almost worked for Mercedes, but I had an interview with Mercedes in Leipzig, and when he discovered that I worked with with uh, for Volkswagen already, he looked at me like a ghost and said, I'll, I'll have my chauffeur take you back to the to the uh, train station. Thank you very much for coming. I think he's in upgraded words, his phone for 2023. It does sound like. Have you upgraded your phone, Robert? Uh, do I sound okay? Yeah. Better okay, than you great. did in 2022. Maybe it's just a new okay, year. Okay, great. It's hard to tell. Yeah. If this is a Nokia, that's why maybe it's a better phone. Oh, it's not a Volkswagen? So, so any- it's Finnish. Nein, this is a Nokia. 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 I, I, I know he's trying to speak German, but he sounds Klingon, right? From Star Trek. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so anyhow, anyhow... Um, it's it, it, <laughs> you know it's very dangerous for, for 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 the car to be sealed so that only only a dealership or the company can open it because you can never know what's what's go, what's really going on in there. They're going to tell you what they think, and there's no way that you can disprove it if they if they diagnose it incorrectly, and you could end up paying a lot more money because they misdiagnosed it and it was turned out to be something a lot cheaper. Yeah, well, they, that's they the idea. But they are trying to make it so that you don't even own. Uh, your own vehicle and that is to say these these car companies have already put things out there on the market where if you try to fix it yourself you have voided like your lease or your uh contract to purchase the vehicle uh, by they're claiming that you're violating copyright by accessing certain portions of the vehicle they've copyrighted the software tesla is really really strict with that and there's this guy on youtube that modifies teslas then the big point of it not because just because he's a car guy Is because you're not supposed to, because they won't even sell you parts. It's a whole thing. Like, you have to go to Tesla. So he has some really funny modified Tesla cars. You remember hearing about, like, having to buy cracked cell phones to get on, like, a different network or something like that? That's what's happening with Tesla. The first jailbroken iPhone. Right. You got to get a jailbroken Tesla or a a cracked Tesla. Robert, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say it happened to me. You see, uh, I had a problem with my air conditioning on on a... on a, on a famous make German car, so I went. I brought it to the dealership, and they told me that I have an eleven hundred dollar problem with the control head, which they'd have to replace. So I figured to myself, that doesn't sound right because why would the control head be working basically to switch on and off, but just switching on and off at the wrong times and not doing it properly? So I brought it to a guy who uh, in, in Mount Pleasant who who is a, who, who does it privately, and he it was there's a little um, a little pool a little a little cup in the back and it has a little thing that sticks into it and that's how it measures whether it should go on and off but and and, and it, it senses that from the control head and that thing he charged me a hundred dollars to, to to replace that okay mm-hmm. um you know because but 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 it would have cost me eleven hundred dollars and then they would have discovered oh no that's not the problem the problem is over here so then they would have replaced both of them that would have cost me at least twelve hundred dollars and the dealership is always more expensive almost always more expensive than than taking it to somebody semi-private like that yep 
And uh, it, 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 because what are they going to say after they get it in there? Against, oh no, it was our mistake. I'm sorry. You don't know. It, it wasn't the control head. It was only this little thing. They're not going to embarrass themselves when they have an opportunity to make a lot more money. But you know what I mean? I mean, they, otherwise you have to say, well, we made a mistake. It really wasn't that. It's only a hundred. It's only a hundred dollars. Yeah. You see? So 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 they have an, they have they have an impetus to make themselves not look dumb by charging more money. So right. what, are they going to resist that opportunity? I don't think so. I have a good friend. Of, I mean, I'm not condemning car dealers. They're, they're dishonest people and incompetent people all over the place. But we're not condemning and, them. And, and, each, and each dealer is different. Some dealers are extremely good, and some dealers are not so extremely good. And I have a good, an old good friend. He's, he's, he's a Russian, the uh, a, a, a great-grandson of a very famous Russian author. And his, his, his mother was down in Florida. She retired there. And he worked for a dealership, car dealership for a short time. And he said to me in Russian um, that it's not an honest business, the, the car business, because he was selling, he was supposed to sell cars, you know. Right. So, and, and so, so, so maybe there is some truth to that. But I would never, ever let them seal it off so that you can't check it. And nobody can check it except that the, the dealerships. And the dealerships are not going to rat on each well, other. Well, they okay. have, and they're doing it. I mean, but they I don't call it the dealership for nothing. I spent like 20 bucks. For one of those, Amazon, you know, on Amazon for one of those ODB two things. Yeah, yeah. To read the, the code error, reader, yeah. the code reader. Yep. And so I'm like, okay, I know what the code is. I'm not bothered by it, right? I'm not taking it in right away because it's not that big of a deal, right? And then eventually it becomes a big deal, and you take it back to the dealership or the you know wherever you're taking it. And they go like, well, we have the machine that really can read those codes. Oh, sure you do. <laughs> it's not what you think it is. It's not what your code reader says it is. It is much more detailed than that. Is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think you... Go ahead, Robert. I, I think you can buy those code readers. I'm not really 100% sure about no, that. No, you can. I, I have one. You can buy them. Okay, see? So so you can, you can figure it out yourself. Even the average person could probably figure it out themselves. You see? But that's not what the they told me at the dealership. When I said, hey, my code is reading this. Yeah. You know, they said, okay, we'll take a look at that. And then they started not fixing that problem. And I'm like, hey, what the hell are you guys doing? Right, the code reader said this. Like, start there. They went, well, our code reader read some other hidden codes that your little thing can't read. And this is why I never go to dealerships. And I, I, I rarely buy brand new cars, so my cars are rarely under warranty. Yeah. I never go to dealerships to get any sort of work done. I either go to a local mechanic who I know personally, or I try to figure it out myself. Right. Because people, and especially being like a younger girl, they're just going to try to take advantage of me. Right. And joke's on them because I kind of know my stuff. But hey, I went to Hey, Robert, uh, thank you for the call. We appreciate so it. So I didn't learn how to do any of that stuff myself. Me either. I pay people to do it for me. Nope. You got to go on YouTube and you got to figure yeah. it out. I don't know. I mean, or not. I, or pay I, someone else to do right, it. I've, I've got better things to do with my time. Yeah. Like the, the we get it. You're rich. The, the opportunity cost... Right to to forego yep. income. Time is money. Right, I gotcha. Yeah, and I've and I'm always working on something. So yeah. I just go like I'll I'll go to work. I'll do let the peasants I, do it. At right, time. right. I'll go to work and do what I do to maximize my income. Right, rather than foregoing income to spend time on YouTube to learn how to fix a Subaru, I'll just take it in, pay them to fix it. Yeah, and then go to work and make some more money to pay for that. Did you know that Subaru backwards is you are a bus? Okay. I am. Now you know. I, I'm just saying, it's what it is. You are a bus. You, you're a bus. Okay. Because I spend so much time in the shop, I like I bought a backup car yeah, just to have a backup car. It's one of my dreams is to have the 
Secondary vehicle. Yep. Still, I'm selling one if you want it. I, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. What's wrong with it? Everything. Oh, okay. It's just really, really rusty. It's fine. Oh, it's, it drives. It's fine. Yeah. Like a winter, but so, like, I actually want my current vehicle to be my second vehicle and okay. get a new primary vehicle. All right. Oh, well, okay. that's different. Yeah. yeah. So my my backup vehicle is a rust bucket. Yeah. Like it totally is. But I go like, well, I would hopefully drive it like no more than two weeks out of the year. Mm. You know, if and when I have to take, you know, the primary into the shop or, yeah. you know, drop it off for inspection, I'll just I'll drive that one a little yeah. bit and go pick up the primary. It'd be easier for me to accomplish these things if I had a garage, which I don't yeah. have. It's my yeah, only regret my purchasing yeah. my, my property is that there there is no garage currently. Something I hope to remedy uh, in the future, either by well, purchasing another property or renovating the one that I have. I'm hoping uh, for no big snowstorms because getting multiple vehicles off the pro- off the street Right, mm-hmm. while he, when Manchester shuts down, in order yeah. to do the snow removal, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's kind of a pain in the ass. It's going to be a pain because you have to remove the snow to move the vehicles before you can remove the snow. Well, no, <laughs> as the snow's coming down, you got to move the vehicle. Yeah, quick. Right. Yeah, quick. You see those lights flashing, man. You know, you know. Well, and if it's, it's one of those things where it's like where yeah. like it's going to snow, you know, eight to twelve inches over the next forty-eight hours. Right. When do you move the cars? <laughs> when the lights flashing. <laughs> Yeah, when the light's flashing. And it's, it's a small window. It's like, all right, you got to be off the road by 10, and then don't forget to pick up your car at 6 a.m. the next morning. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. This is why I don't live in the city. Yeah, whatever. I had a, a recent experience with uh, something called a a starter relay. Okay. It has nothing, I mean, it's not a part of your starter, right? If you know what a, star, a car starter looks like. It's, it's a relay. It's, it's the relay that, uh, in my particular case, sits inside of the fuse box, inside of the hood of the car. Uh, and so I went to start my car. Uh, this is actually last week, Saturday, uh, to come and do Free Talk Live. I went to start my car, and everything lit up, but click, click, nothing, you know. And I was like, mm, mm, nobody's this home. Is, this is the second time I've went to start my car, and I've had it for about three years. So this is the second time. Uh, and I remembered something that I saw on a YouTube video about what to do. And so this was a, this matched those symptoms exactly, and there just happened to be a second one for something else inside the box. I swapped them out, vroom, started right up, and I'm like, sweet. Nice. Ended up getting one at the parts store for $12, and life was good. Uh, I went to the dealer. I asked the dealership to order me one. They were like, oh, it's going to be mid-January before we can get one for you. So put in the order now. More Free Talk Live is coming up. right it is the sunday night edition of free talk live here in the studio tonight it's myself the lord reverend dr captain kickass joining me it's myself nikki and richie rich not myself richie rich i i already am he who is richie rich you are he who is richie rich you're he him whatever you he who art thou i am he who art thou richie rich nice very well uh so we've got a, uh, apparently everybody likes to call during the last half hour, so phones are packed. If you're trying to get in, you can keep trying, 603-283-6160. We'll see how things go. Because now we do it live. We do it live. And we've got, uh, you know, new for the new year, less commercials, more show, which uh, should make for happier listeners. Less time to screen your calls. But now I've been doing more off-the-cuff stuff, so we'll yeah. we'll see how that goes. 
Uh, but uh, a couple of things that I want to tell you is uh, you can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 15th through the 18th for the 7th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is the fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out in 2022. For 2023, we're going back to where it all started the weekend before Pork Fest. Fork Fest is decentralized, which means there's no ticket cost, and more importantly, no one is in charge. You make the event what you want it to be. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground June 15th through the 18th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. Links to those? Well, find them over at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there, forkfest.party. How long do we have until ForkFest? It's in June. June? Six months or so. Yeah, around around mid-June or so. Shouldn't you already know this? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how much time I have to plan my wedding. <laughs> well, there you go. That's about how much time. It's a roundabout way to know when her wedding date is. Basically. Uh, and uh, before we go on, I do want to say thank you to Marcus Bolf. He is a silver level amplifier, and that means he contributes $5 to this radio program. Where does that $5 go? Does it go to Richie Rich's uh, video game? Addiction? I wish. Does it go to Nikki's doula, uh, you know, or her yoga class? Does nope. it go to the captain's beer fund? No. Does it go to any of those places? It well, goes, money's fungible. It goes oh. to help get this particular radio program, Free Talk Live, onto more radio stations. We're on somewhere around 180 or 200, somewhere in that pocket. We could be on more. We could be on 200, 250, 300 radio stations. Not out of the question. It's all up to you. Become an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. You do get some special uh, little gifts for your contribution. Uh, That's not the reason why you should sign up. The reason you should sign up is because you like the message that we bring of peace, liberty, prosperity, freedom, and you like the hosts, the co-hosts, and the crazy cast of characters and callers uh, that we have here on this show. More information over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you once again, Marcus Bolf. We appreciate you. All right. Moving right along, let's go to, we got John calling from Texas. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, so uh, you all sound like reasonable people, and you'll have to excuse me because I'm just a man. (laughs) And uh, I I just can't fathom, I can't fathom a couple of things, so I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little explanation and ask you a question. Maybe y'all can help me. I'll be 55 this year, and my entire life, I can remember back to Reagan and when he was shot. Uh, I've, I've watched the political system say they're going to fix the education system, say they're going to fix the justice system, say they're going to fix the health care system, say they're going to fix the Social Security Administration and every other thing that they were going to fix. And here it is 40, 50 years later, and they're all completely broken. 65 to 70% of all politicians are lawyers, and they don't actually write the laws anymore. I, well, I, 2024 is an election year, me, so just vote harder for the next life year. Of me, for the life of me, I simply can't understand in this day and age with exactly how easy it is to do 
I can't understand why a single person hasn't stood up and killed a whole bunch of them. Could you help me with that? Why do you think it is nobody has? I I have that question, too. I would think that... uh even if I'm not going to do it myself, which I'm, I'm not, I, I don't believe in uh, aggressing first. I believe in only defending. But it does occur to me, I, I'm not that much younger than you. I got, you got about five years on me or so. And I've seen all the same things you've seen. I've seen governments repeatedly go, oh, we're going to fix this. We're going to fix that. We're gonna fix. I can't name a thing government has actually fixed. Right. Uh, and so it seems to me that uh, the that, that that there's something wrong with the citizenry that the people are too scared they don't have the balls to actually stand up and do something about it. I'm I'm not advocating for uh, any sort of violence, but uh, you know at least standing up for yourselves, beginning to stand up for other people, right? Beginning to put these tyrants in their place uh, would be a lovely sight to see. Well, there's a couple of quick things that come to mind when good men do nothing, evil prevails. So and, uh, I, I think that's I, part of your answer right there, right? Why hasn't I it happened think, more? Because people are selfish. I, no one I, wants to, I no think, one wants to be the guy that shoots the politician. They want someone else to do it for them so they can benefit from it without putting anything on the line. I think a lot of people also don't really know what's going on or the extent to what's going on. People are more interested in their own lives. Like you said, they're selfish or reality TV. There's all these entertainment things like sports and stuff like that that is distracting people from what is actually going on in the world. There there was a guy who got famous on the internet a few years ago because there was like a rave right at some function or whether he went there like three weeks ahead of time and buried a bottle of vodka so like he could sneak it into the rave and then we got to the party unbury the bottle of vodka right right how far in advance do politicians plan out their events and where they're holding their rallies and whatever not saying you should go bury anything in the ground to go dig it up later but the guy was very famous on the internet for burying a bottle of vodka and a lot of politicians come through New Hampshire round about election time to pimp their ideas. John? Well, uh, I've, I've always been the question kid. And, uh, you know, the whole war on terror thing, I didn't believe that. I lived in Austin, Texas for a while. My very first job was helping restore the historical carpeting in the House Chambers Committee. Uh, as a social experiment, I ran several uh, simulated experiments to see if I could sneak in chemicals, weapons, and explosives into the Capitol building. Not only did I do so, I used dummy materials. Hey, John, you're, I think your mic dropped away from your mouth or something. You got muffled there. Uh, there you go. I simulated an experiment to blow up the Capitol building, and if I actually had the munitions, I could have. I, I don't believe on a war on terror. I, you I, missed your opportunity I, on January 6th when everybody else was insurrecting it. No, no, no. See, that's not the way to go. Uh, what you have to do is you have to find the linchpin. The problem, the problem in this country is really easily solved. What you do is you go to a political convention for prosecutors. You see, the prosecutors are the linchpin in this country. They're the ones that decide to charge or not. You go to a convention, you easily wipe out four or five thousand of them at a SWAT. And I am an advocate for the destruction of tyranny. That may be illegal for me to say, 
but I no longer care. If it's illegal for you to say, you're already in under tyranny, man. Yeah. Uh, one of the things we do here at Free Talk Live is 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 give folks a platform to to say you know the these types of things. So uh, thank you for the call, John. We appreciate you. Um, I just don't think it's the answer. People will just be replaced, and I mean, you know, we need a complete restart. How do you think you get a complete restart? I, I don't think I think the answer, of course, is to you know gather with like-minded individuals, and I think so create too, a place where you can have you can live as a free person. Because currently, there's not a place on planet Earth where somebody who wants to interact voluntarily with other individuals uh, can do so. And my point is, becoming the eagle, the evil that you wish to destroy, isn't the answer, right? You know what I mean? Right. Defensive so. violence is not evil. Necessary. But that whether that's defensive or not is kind of up in the air. So are you would would this person be the aggressor in this case? Because I think they would. Uh let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. I think you guys know who this guy is. I should hope so. <laughs> I didn't recognize your voice when you called Dean. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had a bad mic on. You so, wanna you wanna uh, tell us who you are? Uh, this is Peakless Mountaineer. Hey, Peakless. And I just called in to say that, uh, so, Richie, you are right about buying quality products so that you don't have to buy them over and over again, and you are wrong about so many things. <laughs> Most importantly, the homeschooling thing. Go on. So are you, are you seriously going to sit there and tell me that it is only a minority of people that will benefit from having parents raise children no but but what i what one of the problems with libertarians is they think that all of education can be solved if every parent homeschools so there's no universal solution to everything there's no silver bullet to everything except for freedom but as far as the the outcomes are really really obvious uh, as long as there's structure to it, uh, the unschooling is still kind of uh, iffy. But every structured homeschooling, they they destroy everyone else on all of the the uh, structured tests, on all the uh, standardized tests. Right. They, and what I said was, I believe that that's more correlative than causative. What's that? I said is. It's as provable as it is possible to be provable that an untrained parent is better at teaching children than teachers. Okay. And not every parent and not every child. Sure. I think you both agree uh, on that, yeah. Well, that's that's all I'm saying. So when we went off the air, it was, what do you think? And I said, all of the above, right? Whatever works best for the child and for whatever reason, libertarians get caught up in the, the homeschooling is the only way, and that's also nonsense. I mean, I don't think that okay. anything is, is the only way. There's 90%. no one only way. Got it. It is 90% of the functional way of raising children is raising children. Wait, what? 90%? That, that's a tautology. Of, but so go on. what you're talking about. So homeschooling is raising your own children instead of handing your children off to be raised. Okay. Yeah. That's it. 
but what, as a facilitator of a child's like education, right, there are certain areas where you may find yourself out of your depth and you have to pass that child on to someone more qualified than you sure. to take over. But there's also so many online homeschooling programs. So it's like if I'm terrible at math, which I'm not really, but if I was terrible at math or science or right. whatever, I didn't know something, I could find some sort of program on the internet or even a YouTube video to show my kid so they would be able to be more or, equipped in that Or topic. you could hire a tutor, like somebody that isn't that you or don't the, have the expertise on, right? Or, math, the, or, the co- this, or hear me out. A tutor that teaches the same subject to multiple kids at the same time. How efficient would that be? Well, it depends on, on how you want your child's education to be. Str- on how, Understood. Actually, for, for me, it would be how my child would like their education structured. Understood, which is why I'm saying all of the above, because you have you have to allow the child to choose yeah. right, to go to school yeah. if they want so, to. And some kids want to. I know. That's my point. If the lesson is so universalizable, then you can just get a recording of it. If it's the basic lesson that you can teach to hundreds of people, right. then you can have a recording of that. And you're assuming that that particular student would learn best by watching a video online rather than interacting with a class or with an instructor and having a discussion-based learning learning environment. ...for where you need to... Uh, to expand what you can teach a child. Say that again? And yes, you are going to get better results from smaller class sizes. I, yeah. I, I can't see if I have to tell you this. So yeah, that goes all the way down to a handful of, of students is going to go, go way better because they have the personal attention of the teacher. If the teacher is knowledgeable in the subject and not just the parent. Yeah, and with public schools, you don't get that choice, right? You you don't get to evaluate the teacher whether or not they're good at teaching, you know, history, geography, math, whatever it is. You're just stuck with whatever your kid gets. Yeah. But if a libertarian kid goes, you know what, mom, I want to go to public school, what are you going to tell them? No, because you're not allowed? I think that is the most important piece of it is the individual needs to be consulted. This goes back to living vicariously through our children, enforcing what we want on our children. If my kid, and I'm a very, you know, I'm going to homeschool my kids, but when they come to a certain age and they're like, hey, I'd like to try out public school. Like, I want to see what's going on with that. Hopefully by that time, public school will be abolished. But if it's not, and, uh, and they request it themselves, having been homeschooled up until that point, I think you have no choice but to allow them to go to experience it themselves to see if whether or not what you've been saying about public schools is true yeah. so that they can make up their own mind as to whether or not it's going to be beneficial uh, to them. But if homeschooling is the best way and 90% more productive than any other way, why would you allow well, that of your child? I mean, I think it is the best way, but it doesn't. It's still the individual. Peekless, hang on. Peekless, hang on. Go ahead, Nikki. It's, it's still the individual's choice. So even if I think that my children would be better off in a learning environment in my home, like with the family, it doesn't matter because I respect my child as an individual and I will give them the freedom to do whatever they... So even if they will get a worse education in a public school or in a private school, I would still allow them to do that because it's not my life. That almost seems negligent. That can be negligent depending on how you do it. So taking the child's input on their education is an extremely valuable tool. Yes, but 
You don't let them determine whether they eat candy for dinner every night. Because dealing with a child is some degree or another of negotiating with a drunk person. They are neurologically impaired. Hey, Peekless, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. Um, I just want to say that that, that there's some some truth to what what he's saying. However, however, when you have... Particularly, particularly teenagers, right? When you start getting the hormones going, yep. right? And you start having some sexual interest in the other sex or same sex, whatever, whatever, whatever way you swing, right? When that starts happening, you want to meet people your own age to take care of that thing, figure that out. And that's sure. cool. I will let my kids do that. And that's totally cool. And so right now, like I actually am aware of one person who was in this situation where they were rather homeschooled, became a teen and were like, hey, uh. I, I want to check it out. Can I can I just go to the public school and, you know, met a girl, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, like, there are other ways for teens to meet other teens, of course. But obviously that is probably where you're going to get the most interaction with your age group. Sure. So let them do it if right. they choose it. I right. also just don't like that's the all I'm arguments. saying is like if the kid is like, hey, I want to go check it out. OK, I just don't like the argument that like children are neurologically impaired they're not completely, their brains aren't completely developed yet, but they are still human beings. Yes, yeah. they're not just many adults, but they're human beings and their input is important. And it's important for people to show their children, like, I respect you as a human being. I respect yeah. your choices. And uh, it, if you accept the premise, right, that children learn differently and some flourish in different environments than other environments. Right. You have to leave that environment open for them to flourish in, yeah. even if that happens to be a public school in some form. Might as well yeah. try it out. Un- until public goes. school vanishes and is no longer a thing. Right. And so if you want to get into like the how it's funded, fine. But I'm specifically talking about the structure surrounding it, not necessarily <laughs> the funding behind it. Sure. Uh, let's move on. Let's go to Major Payne in Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, you guys have been talking about all kinds of screwy and interesting things tonight. The other back, you're talking about the name of the tip of a shoelace, right? Aglet. Uh, what was it? Aglet. Aglet. Yeah. You, you know what they He's got some story said, about his aglets now. They, they've always said the pen is mightier than the sword, right? You remember what the tip of the old steel pen was that you had to dip in the ink well or was drip quill pen? or something? The the quill no, was the quill. feather. Oh, okay. Steel tips. Oh, then no. It was it was called a nib. The nib. Yep. Okay. Nib, yes. Isn't that a Sabbath song? But, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Go on, Major. Well, I just, it, that's it, the oldest nib. But like I said, the pen, they say, is mightier than the sword, but it doesn't seem to be so. Everybody knows what the tip of the sword is called. What's it called? Uh, death. Oh, okay. <laughs> thought there was like going to be some fancy terminology for it, nib, Major. Death, I, nib, we were I, in... I, we were in mid-vocabulary lesson. I wish I had it. If, if, if it exists, it's a conundrum. But uh, So the nib is a conundrum? There, there's a book that I used to read to my kids. It was a, looking for something. It was a tale of a little uh, Ecuadorian donkey. And he grew up with his mama in a banana patch. And for the first year, you know, he'd just follow his mama around and get him a little milk when he wanted. And they'd load bananas on mama and haul them out. And, Everything was good. Well, the second year, they started loading, looking for something with these bananas. And he's like, I don't think I like this. So he decided to go looking for something. 
So he wanders off in the hills and he ends up in this damn coal mine with these baskets hauling rocks out of this dirty place. Finally, after about two years, he chews through his rope and busts loose, makes his way back to the banana patch and realizes that what he was looking for, he had all the time. Well, it's kind of just being content with your situation and that doesn't leave a lot of room for growth either. No, but it it, it makes you, you, you have to be content in a good situation. Sometimes when you, you're, you're ill content will lead you down the forked trail and you never know where that's going to lead. There's something to be said, like a, a lot of people spend their time trying to be happy and they spend so much time trying to be happy that they don't realize when they actually are. And so they find themselves in a place where, where they actually are happy, but they don't believe that they are happy. And so they actually try to be more happy than they actually are. And then at some point they figure out after having ruined it all that they're like, oh, you know, I wish I could go back and like be in that place again because, well, I was actually happy. They don't figure it out until it's passed. And then they just wish that they could. And it's too late. You were happy. You could have stayed there, but you weren't self-aware enough to realize what happiness actually was. Major, thank you for the call. We appreciate you. Yeah, I think that goes hand in hand with gratitude also. You know, when people are grateful for what they have and they can be reflective, so not just like, oh, content in their situation, but truly reflective of what they have. I think that is a huge way that people can actually assess what their actual emotions are. I think uh, that that goes hand in hand with what is wealth, right? Yeah. A lot of people go, oh, you just have enough money to do whatever you want. No, that's that's not wealth. To me, wealth is you have enough time Mm -hmm. to do whatever you want. Not money, time, right? If you can free up your time, you are a far wealthier person than the next man, in my opinion. For a lot of people, you free up your time by having more money. That's one way to do it. Right. If if you have an external source of income where you're not trading time for dollars and you just are making money by existing, you have all the time in the world to do whatever it is you want. Right. But again, the question is how much, right? If you have, uh, you know, uh, a house that's paid off, you have time. Sure. Right. But if you have money coming in to pay off your house, right, because you're renting out a room to a renter. Right. Right. Who's paying more in rent than your mortgage. Right. And you're already ahead of the Now game. you're in the positive. Now you're in the positive. So now you have plenty of time because you don't have, that's one less expense for you. You got more responsibility, of course. But yes, you're, you're ahead of the curve. And so therefore you are more wealthy because you freed up more time. Yeah. So that's to but, me. That, but you that's, freed up that time by having more income and money. You put yourself in a position to where you could have the free time. And so other people would, instead of having that free time, they would go ahead and continue to like work their full-time or two jobs, right? Full-time and a part-time and just keep raking in the bucks. Whereas if they spent that time doing things that would improve themselves and their family, they might find that they're even wealthier than they were than having you know all of that money. Panhandlers have a lot of free time. We're out of time. Thank you to all of our callers. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to Richie Rich, Nikki. Thank you. We appreciate you. This has been Free Talk Live. Peace.